this episode of Punk's Talk Wrestling, we take a hard look through the referee. We accidentally shallow dive into the Z-Man, Tom Zeng's career, and of course we marvel at the one and only Chamber of Horrors as we dive into our review review of WCW Halloween Havoc 1991. I am R.W. Hellborn, one half of your Punk's Talk Wrestling tag team hosts, hailing quote-unquote from Philly! And always by my virtual side in London, England. He is my tag team podcast partner, the proper prick, CJ Newman. Did you know that there are more WCW world title changes between 1999 and 2001 than there was between 1991 and 1998? I do now. Can 30... you name name all of those title changes in go, a minute? Yes. Go. <laughs> there were thirty nine title changes in just two so, years. Give, give me this. Oh, give me the. Okay, give me those years again. So between 1999 and two thousand and one, there were ninety nine th- and two thousand one. Yeah, okay, there, I thought you said eight. At first, I thought you said eighty eighty nine and oh, 99 like, and two thousand one. There were thirty nine title changes, but in between ninety one and ninety eight, there were there were thirty title changes. So, how wait how, 50, how many was it again? Thirty, thirty there, there, in seven years. Thirty in seven years compared to thirty-nine in two years. Oh, thirty. Okay, and that's the closest comparison as far as like in the year. Yeah, okay. yeah. But damn, yeah, that's that kind of shows you what kind of the hot potato they were playing with that title during the there end, was the, the dying days of WCW. Oh right, because that's two thousand one. Yeah. So during those last few years when everything was tumultuous, that's kind of proof of it. Vince yeah. Russo was even world champion, I think, at one point, and so was David Arquette in that. David time. Arquette, yeah, but yeah, which yeah. we, which you know, got to meet uh, former WCW heavyweight champion David Arquette at yes, SummerSlam, the SummerSlam, the the the, the SummerSlam in uh, Brooklyn. We, that we was we the first to. that we went to. Yeah, yeah that kind of started. That that was what started. That's SummerSlam is what started this whole thing. Shit, dude, we've been doing this since SummerSlam. Doing what's in SummerSlam? This podcast. What the fuck are you talking about? We've been doing this podcast since SummerSlam. Oh, SummerSlam uh, this year. Yeah. All right. I thought you meant the SummerSlam we went to. I was like, no, was no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying <laughs> SummerSlam. Like, I, it it just dawned on me. Like, right. I'm like, we've we've gone through. Yeah, we've been four pay five pay per view. This will be the pay per views. Yeah, this will be the maybe the fifth. The first one Is was it? the first. There was SummerSlam payback. Fast lane, yeah. No mercy. Oh wait, oh wait. Oh, wait. That was, but that's that's. Uh... Wait, what did we do? Oh wait, no, no mercy and fast lane. I'm sorry, I was looking at fast lane and no mercy as two separate ones. But I mean, those right, were. Yeah. That was NXT no mercy. As far as WWE, but as far as WWE main roster, SummerSlam payback. Yeah, fast lane. Uh, fast lane. And then the, the, yeah, this is be this is our fourth. Yeah, this well, is Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel will be the fourth. Crown Jewel is the fourth pay-per-view. Fourth WWE yeah. monthly. Yeah. yeah, four months. Yeah, yeah. four months. Well, I mean, we, three, three months. I mean, this months. is three months. We literally our first episode was the SummerSlam. So right. Yeah. So this is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, episode twelve. Three months. Yeah. There that's you go. where. That's where we've got. It's ridiculous. Time we've flies surpassed. When you. You know what we have? You know what we've really failed at though. What's that? Um and. I'm gonna. Oh, never mind. I'm fired. My phone started vibrating, buzzing. I'm like, oh, never mind. Uh, you know what we failed? What we have failed to do? 
What? In the last few episodes. What's that? I'll give I'll give I'll give you a moment to think about about what we failed to do. I think probably since about like episode five or. Oh Jesus! I don't uh, know. That's too long ago. We haven't dedicated any of these episodes to pre to former and future WWE World Heavyweight Champion Jinder Mahal. Oh, shit! Who, oh my God! Which is it. why you know how are we ever going to get him to be on the podcast yeah, if we don't oh, continually dedicate case, every single I episode to the last six or seven episodes retroactively we're retroactively yeah. dedicating all of the last six episodes we'll go back to we'll go back and uh we've got to fix this grave mistake yeah like, this it is, is and it is a grave mistake. this was as this was this was uh an oversight greater than the wcw halloween havoc art department <laughs> oversight in and what to put on their tombstones this was which uh we literally hindered gender we we, we we are so after we after we swore an oath to never we found ourselves this podcast see this podcast lived up to the batman uh the batman thing of we've lived long enough to become the villain, the villain. Uh, you know we've already we've already turned we've heel turned on on the on the person we love the most Jinder Mahal we haven't given him his proper respect so, so yeah so this i want this episode I want him to, and the previous six or seven, because I can't yeah. remember when, are now retroactively are all dedicated to the former two-time, twenty-four-seven champion, the former, former one-time United States champion, and of course the former WWE and, champion, and future, and future, the modern-day Maharaja. I can't do it. The greatest, the most, the most colorful entrance. Yeah, Probably good, good theme too. Yeah, I love the red carpety roll, yeah. the rollout thing. Uh, you know, we've talked, we we talked about this many times before. We just yep. kind of forgot. Just kind of forgot. Um, so our apologies sincerely to uh, to to Jinder and his family, former and future, yeah, his his entire family, um, <laughs> everybody he's ever known or encountered, yeah, um, anyone who's ever been a fan of him or anything, yeah, ever. Doesn't have to be professional wrestling or punk rock. If you're, we're just we're gonna blanket apologize to the entirety of the universe for what was probably our biggest mistake we'll ever make. The biggest oversight in the PTW's history. I feel I feel I feel gutted and terrible. Yeah, I about just, it. Yeah, I uh, you know. I don't, I don't but, know if we can go on anymore. This is. But we can. Yeah, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we just shouldn't do this at all. Yeah. Maybe maybe we should like cut cut our losses and realize that you know. That's it. Episode twelve. It's been yeah, a good run. Uh, episode twelve. We're not even. are not even going to go into it. We're not even going to go into it. You're no, just you're gonna, not even into we're going to get the intro and you're going to get us quitting, <laughs> like two, like three we're minutes in. Done. Ignore <laughs> the fact that right now it says that there's like two hours left of this podcast. There's not. Right. You yeah. don't know. You don't know that we record the intro before we record after That's, we record we everything don't, else. Don't, no, you don't, don't get do that, that unless you, unless you're on the Patreon. Then you see yeah. our unedited yeah, yeah, full see. unedited episodes, and you know theirs. We see all the ugly scars but, and spots yeah. that this uh, you, podcast. But has. you're not. But if you're not there's a Patreon, a you don't know this. If you're not yeah. on, if you're not following us, you don't get this. Yeah. If you don't know, if you don't even know who you, we are, and you never listen to us, you're not hearing us say this right now. So who's really who's really losing out? I think it's you. I mean, yeah. You yeah. the you the person not listening. And you should be. You really should be. Yeah. Although and you, saying... and you really and you, and you know what if 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 the if these imaginary people who aren't listening to us that don't exist would have been, maybe they would have, you know, maybe they would have reminded us 
previously. I'm really surprised no one else at all, no one at all, out of out of all of our current followers, yeah. which we have which we have a number of followers. We have we have such a number. Hey, they're in and double I, digits. I'll take that any day of the week. It's such a number. It's a number. We have a, it's number. a number. I'll it's only say that it's a number. Something. We have a number. We would love to have. We'll always we'll always accept more. We'll, we'll never accept less. Yeah, yeah. Please more. Unless we get unless like some people leave and then then we will have to then we'll just change our mind and be like, well, Matt, we accept less, but we'll, we'll have to we'll, accept less. Yeah, we didn't want to. We'll have to. Yeah, we just have you can to. accept less too. You can accept less of us and just stop right now. Yeah, stop this. Stop play. Unfo- unfollow this you know don't even like it tell people to st- <laughs> where the fuck are we going with this well yeah you're going somewhere with it I ain't going anywhere <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you just, you've got the steering wheel and you're driving us off the cliff I do not have the wheel my friend at all at this point why don't we you know what why, why don't we actually I don't know where I don't know where I was going to go with this bit but I think we're not calling it quits by the by the far the last thing we're going to do because we've already recorded this episode so yeah, we so can't at least, quit uh, this episode will at least come out we can we can stop. You and I can stop talking and and stop recording and be done. And you can go to bed if you want. Or I'd love to go to bed. <laughs> it would be nice. Yeah, it would be nice. But but you know, I'm hindering you now. We yeah, hindered hin- the we hindered gender. Um, I deserve, so how about <laughs> I hindered gender, about, but so I deserve to be hindered at this point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So why don't yeah. we, why don't we do this? Why don't we get into it mm-hmm. so so we can get out of it, and you can go to sleep. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Let's just it, do that. Say it. Let's get the fuck into this. This. Yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, because I don't know how. Yeah. Um. This. Now I don't know about you, but I have not watched any WCW former W you know WCW programming, especially uh, this old WCW programming in a very very long time. It's been a I long time, think. and I mean. I occasionally will go on the network or fuck Peacock for you. And yeah. uh, I will just like, I don't know, some, I used to anyway, I haven't done it in a while, but I used to just like, if I'm doing something, stick on a really old pay-per-view. And like, yes. And like, yeah. I haven't done that in a while. So this is me doing that for the first time in quite some time. Actually saying that now, during the pandemic, we, we were doing this thing where we were watching all of the takeovers together. Um, Yes. And oh, I, yeah. We yeah. yeah. We mentioned that we brought this up. That yeah, people might not know that, but yeah, yeah. we were doing that. That was, and we, I definitely want to get back to that. I definitely, think we should, yeah. I think we but something I was up. doing with a few of my mates from the UK was we were just picking an old pay per view that we'd never seen before, like really old, and watching right. that. So we were doing something similar with that, and uh, yeah. So I haven't, I haven't done that for a few years now, and uh, this was quite something. Yeah, and it was so I, much fun because with this podcast we haven't actually done anything yet that's this old, and it was just like it was so jarring because everything yeah. was so well, different. This old, this old, and and non and not WWE. Yeah, uh, either. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, like I said, it's it's it is a it is certainly an entirely different style. Yeah. Um, but it's, but when you look at it from this long ago, it's hard to really. It's funny because it's really hard to compare what WCW like. Even if we look back back to back, I would say WCW in '91 and WWE in '91 probably looked visually the most similar. You know, yeah, the, late, the earlier on, like as far as they both, you know, 
<laughs> one thing I noticed was that a lot of matches were a lot more chaotic. Yeah, there wasn't overall. too much. There wasn't too much structure at times to a lot of things. Um, there, there it, was yeah, like there was, but well, in some matches there was, in some matches there wasn't. Yeah. We'll get and to that. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. It definitely, but and I think it, it maybe it's a good idea to just kind of give a review of like a. a what am I trying to say here? Complete mind blank. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah. Anyway, we'll just continue. Before before we get into the individual matches, I kind of want to just talk about the differences between watching something of this. That, that's really what I was trying to Yeah, say. yeah. Well, I mean... I have, I have so much more to talk about the fact. Like the, like the graphics in the beginning. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, just to give it perspective we, before we go into the pay-per-view, I, I, I was thinking to myself, okay, what what was the WWE doing around this time in, just just to hold it up into comparison, right? Oh, yeah. What, so, that's a good question. So what were they? Yeah, at, what exactly at the were time, they? WCW, who have only just freshly broken off from the NWA. Yes, um, this was point that we'll, we would we would have made later, but we'll make now. This yeah. was the first of the Halloween Havocs. In the, that's this right. This was the third Halloween Havoc, but the first after WCW broke away from the National Wrestling Alliance. And That's became right. its own, Essentially became what WWF at the time had done earlier. Um, yeah. Exactly. Trying to, become, trying to become more nationwide. Yeah, and its so, own thing, yeah. But, um, so, yeah, those so, territories were really pissed off at that. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So, you know, at the time, WCW, it seems like, were doing, like, monthly pay-per-views because they had Starcade like the month after this or no yeah. i guess two months after this i don't know maybe it wasn't monthly maybe it was like by it was i think it was december no i think i remember them uh, uh it was december, december, december 29th so they were like yeah. yeah so they were like every two and a half two months apart yeah they were, so they were putting out a uh wwe was still doing the big four yeah, at this time and uh their nearest mm-hmm. pay-per-view to this would have been survivor series the the following month in November, and the the headline match for that show was The Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan, which is where The Undertaker won his first WWE Championship. Oh which is wow! Like okay. A year a year since his debut, basically, and um, yeah, so that's kind of where they were at, at the time. All the rest of the match was like five on five kind of su- classic Survivor Series matches, but I mean, like presentation style, like you know. Well, we'll get into that in a sec. Let, let's let's briefly yeah. go. Halloween Havoc, nineteen ninety one, October <laughs> October twenty seventh from the UTC Arena in Chattanooga, Chattanooga, Chattanooga. Yeah, okay, Tennessee. I had no idea how to pronounce that. I'm sure they said it at the start of the show, but I wrote it down. I was like, yeah. don't don't know. Um, an attendance of eight thousand nine hundred people. Now here's something. Now before we, I'll say something about this. I did not realize that was it. I didn't look at the attendance number when I first was started watching. I yeah. will say it it looked like more than that. It looked like I yeah, think, I thought that too. They the, did it went up really high. They did they did at least make that arena look like it's a lot more than 9,000 people. They did, um, yeah. It felt it the event itself, I'll say or that's I guess even more than that so like looking at it with a critical eye overall, the event yeah. itself looks like an event meant for more than just that number. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Um, the tagline for the event was uh, an evening of terrifying destruction. Yeah, and it was 
Well, I will say there were a few terrifying. There were definitely a few terrifying uh, uh, stop spots there, <laughs> yeah, but they were not. But they probably weren't the things that they were uh, advertising. They were just like, "Holy shit! I can't believe that guy didn't break his neck." Yeah, <laughs> right. There were, yeah. there were a couple of in the because it and and this goes back to the way they worked back then too. Like a lot of the a lot of them one, a lot. I you know, there's probably a lot more stiff. It seemed a little. A lot of it seemed a little more, a little less planned, and a little more. Everybody's fly. Everybody's kind of flying by the seat of their pants well, in some there ways. Were, there were a lot when, of people in this show that were certainly weren't ready. They, they weren't even ready to be in a wrestling ring, let alone on a television match. You know. What yeah, I mean? yeah, comparatively, yeah. There, yeah. you know, by the way, by the way, some of them. Now, and it might just be, again, without without going back and watching a, a lot of the same uh, you know, time period some of that there was there was a little less uh given to entrances like yeah. they just kind of walked out with some with relatively the, the music was relatively themed but like there definitely wasn't the you know between WCW and WWE there definitely wasn't the uh, even at that time there wasn't the emphasis as much on the presentation as much as the old stuff the, 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 you know it was a more traditional earlier style of the so i'm gonna say this i'm gonna get this out right now i thought because it's like super early in my notes it was they were literally during the entrances to the first match i i actually put that the presentation of this pay-per-view felt like an AEW show yeah because yeah because the the camera production felt similar and the way things were shot I thought the entrances, like, whenever I've seen entrances in AEW, they, the way they've been filmed are very just, like, ad hoc. It doesn't, like, they don't try and go for the same camera shots every time you see the entrance. Like no, they, and you they, know, and you see, yeah, that's something you know. Like, when Roman Reigns comes out, they have a shot, and yeah. you get that shot every time. Like, when John these, Cena comes out, you have that big that. that big panning shot of the crowd just as it goes around to the to the entranceway before he comes out. You know what the cameras are going to do, and it's part of the entrance, in fact. The, the camera angles are part of the entrance. Yeah, it's part of it's part of the whole presentation, and right, it you know, and it's and it's not just a difference between the you know ninety one to twenty twenty three here. Yeah, but it's the it's that feeling, like you said, it's that feeling of you can tell there you can tell there's not really communicating a lot, and it's, yeah, they're probably all just like, hey man, stand here, and when the music hits, he comes out and get it, you yeah. know, like l- little things like. <laughs> this was the you know this was the first event that they uh introduced the they introduced the what would they call it the referee oh, a a camera Christ. on top of the referee's head which in theory like first of all you didn't realize how many of the, all these gimmicks and things that they're always throwing out there but it did it actually wasn't terrible the, it, certainly I, wasn't, I, it certainly wasn't great but it wasn't but it also looks like they really didn't plan it. They just put a camera on top of his head. And it was like, a helmet we get, we get. cam. I think I yeah. I even put in my notes that the referee cam, by the way, because they, they referenced it and called it. They just said, oh, the referee's got a camera on his head tonight. I was like, okay. And then later on, they referenced it as the referee. I was like, it really caught yes. me off guard. I was like, why didn't you say that earlier? Anyway, yeah, the ref- yeah, they forgot to they right, forgot, they forgot yeah. to mention it. So I thought, like, well, you know what, you know, for 1991, that's not a bad idea at all. That's actually a really good idea. It it and, was it 
it's like really kind of like forward thinking and i thought you know what in the modern day you could easily do that and it could be a lot more slick you could have I think, like a chest cams type situation these days and well you just you know. give just give them the google glasses or whatever like yeah, yeah i yeah. could i could see wwe using this at like, some point for like, some, in reason. some reason like, yeah 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 because they but and this is a thing that that they have tried different different people have tried different things you know there's the ec uh, ecw aew didn't they have the they had a certain camera that they were trying out like right they had a they had a specific turnbuckle cam yeah yeah yeah, yeah i know right. wwe has done it too yeah um but they you know they they've done everybody's tried something tried like something this. new yeah exactly so, but but it's interesting to just see and but i've never seen or heard of that any at any other time either so yeah. either it didn't either it just didn't ca- it probably just didn't catch on because it's even it's an even even an even worse camera angle than the than the chaotic camera angles that they currently have yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you know and later you know you'll see it when they when they replayed the when they replayed some angles like it's like oh yeah i mean it's cool but you didn't quite really get it like yeah you you saw the you you saw the camera like go on its side when the ref went to count, but you didn't actually catch the count in his camera. So it, you're just looking at the mat yeah. and like half of their body. <laughs> um, it feels like, it feels like something that they should have, you know, maybe practiced more for if they were going to do it. Yeah. Do it, it just feels like the referee was kind of like given the, the headset. Hey man, you're gonna, we're yeah, going to put a just... camera on your head. It's going to record everything you see. All right. Yeah. Which and also, that, that was it. Also, also is an easy way to just do it and see what happens, which is, I mean, I don't know why we're shitting on it. That's exactly what we're doing here. We're just, <laughs> we're, just we're just throwing a microphone in front of our faces and uh, seeing what sticks. Yeah. Seeing what sticks. Yeah. Um, see how we worked. We, I worked myself into my own shoot <laughs> against myself. It's just interesting to see at that, you know, 30 years ago that they were doing weird shit and weird gimmicks like the very first fucking match the chamber of horrors match the very first the very last and the only chamber of horrors match is that correct yeah i'm i well, hey i don't know i'm sure someone will fucking tell me i'm not um but um we know who uh <laughs> but uh you know i think it was i've got a crazy listen to this this is quite the quite the little Mm. Uh, fact here before we actually get into this match Um, and it's just a little transcript originally this match was supposed to feature El Gigante Sting and the Steiner Brothers against Oz, the Diamond Stud and the One Man Gang and Barry Windham yeah, there was a whole bunch of yeah. there was a whole bunch of uh, of things so confusing. switching Cactus Jack replaced Oz, Oz Big Van Vader replaced Windham who, the, who wrestled later? Who, who wrestled, wrestled later, later anyway? Oz wrestled later. Who, if you don't know, Oz is just a big blonde Diesel. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Nash. Um, uh, before he came up, before he became Diesel, uh, Abdullah the Butcher replaced the One Man Gang. Uh, one Man Gang was scheduled to take part in this match, but left WCW before the show. <laughs> uh, Cactus Jack in the opening match. Uh, with Cactus Jack in the opening match, Oz replaced him against Bill Kazmaier because Cactus uh, so Jack was ma- meant to face Bill Kazmaier. Yeah. 
Doug which, Summers. Which could you imagine that match? Like, yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. One, I did. I didn't. I forgot who Bill Kazmaier was until I saw, and I and he was one of those guys that you know I had. For, he was never really in WWE to my, to my knowledge, but I do remember seeing him. Yeah, I don't think he was whatever. ever in the WWE. No, I think you're right. Yeah, there. but like around those times, like in the eight, late 80s, 80s and 90s, like I I saw him in like you know the wrestling magazines and, and stuff in newsstands, like. That's a name I remembered. Yeah. And when I watched him, when I saw him wrestle, I'm like, oh, yeah, that dude was crazy jacked. Like, well, he was, well, we'll get, yeah, he's the, actually, anyway, we'll, is, get we'll, yeah, we'll get yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, and then we've got, um, we've, yeah, Captain Shea, yeah, Doug Summers replaced the injured Michael Hayes. That was another match later, who was originally scheduled for the match against Van Hammer. Yeah, so it's there just, was just, just, so, so people the... are talking. So there's, so, you know, People talk now about, oh, this chaos work environment of stuff where people, things are changing at the last minute. Well, like, it's always been that way. That is the, that's part of the business. And, like, you see this kind of stuff happens. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of stuff to get, get. That's changed. a lot of changing. And, and for a match that was one of your, like, marquee matches for a Halloween Havoc show, it's just like. Right. But it shows how, but it shows how one person can affect the, in a whole lot of other things. If, yeah. If, you know, and I, now why they if if it, if it all came down to one man gang left, why they didn't just replace him and be done? I don't know, but it, we'll have to get we'll have to we'll have to talk to Jim Ross or Tony Schiavone or uh, Eric Bischoff about that and see. It's also <laughs> as, as well mental that um, you know AEW th- those are two commentators right now, right? <laughs> and it, here right? they are, which also which of course. Again, which makes it feel like exactly the same thing. You've got yeah, you've it, got the you got the same guys who were talking thirty years ago, still talking. You got the camera angles. You've got the, another thing was the pyro. I, another thing that always annoys me about EW. I don't want to go on. <laughs> I, it's just that they never time their pyro. They just let it off whenever no, they damn well feel no, like they it. Know. it. And they, they know, do that. They, they did that on care. this show as well. It's like, oh, Sting's coming out. I don't know. Let off a few sparklers whenever we feel yeah, like they, it. Yeah, but they they just they just don't even they. And it, and I don't think it even occurs to anybody. That's the thing. I don't yeah. think it even occurs. I don't think they care about that at all. And that's but that's why I can't. Why I can? It's so hard to get into the product. Right now, I'll tell you, watching the matches themselves, aside from the matches that were like. You know, complete chaos and why is this match even on a te- why are these people on television um i don't know uh, some of those matches were really really great matches there are a few here course, that i thought were really good matches really yeah, good matches you didn't need you, this card could have had seven matches yeah it didn't been, need the and, amount and could, those other matches some of these matches could have been on their weekly tv show it didn't have to be yeah. on a pay-per-view it just didn't yeah. have to be um but yeah let's get into this chamber of horrors match yeah the first the first um, thing i will and say it is, it is the it is the one and only one that that yeah yeah and i'm and for re- if anyone has seen it it's probably you know the reasons <laughs> now one thing that i thought was really and i thought this at the very end of the pay-per-view I don't know if you know this, but throughout this whole pay-per-view, JR and Tony Schiavone were like really, I don't know, they made this broadcast feel like a sports broadcast, right? The way they were commentating, the way they were talking about the wrestlers and it, and just how it, they, especially in the two out of three falls match, talking about like, you're in the fourth quarter now and like, you know, just... Oh, th- it was yeah, also, they were very much... So for, for a show that was, or for, for clearly WCW as a product back then, 
um, they were clearly giving trying to give over a more of a sporty kind of product. Well, yeah, this w- is bef- this w- is before you know this is before the click broke all kayfabe. Oh yeah, all well, that. So they were giving this, this sporty is... kind of feel to it. Well, then why the fuck have you got this match? As you're well, yeah, because because it's still a carnival. That's the thing. There's yeah, still this yeah. weird carnival aspect where, and and even then, you know, I I want to dissect these and and the because the rules and the stipulations. We're gonna talk about some weird rules that don't exist anymore, or you know, yeah. ne- probably never existed in WWE. Yeah, but I like, think so. There are some of these awkward rules, and people just again, the fans just they just buy it. They buy it when you're supposed to buy it, and they don't, like, I don't know how anyone can go from a match where you're supposed to believe that both of these guys are, uh, you know, act. it's just a brawl. It's just a crazy, weird, there was no, like, this this match, there was, there can't possibly have been any planning about anything yeah. other than maybe the end, and someone said at some point, hey, get, get to the end. Um, it was just people, like, stumbling around, smashing each other with with shit it's like i i didn't i i certainly would not have enjoyed this match if i wanted to enjoy it seriously yeah um but i think just because it's so old it was fascinating from a train wreck perspective like that cage was flimsy as shit i get yeah, i like, know it was I so flimsy any, so it, flimsy it, there was there, there was that thing was so incredibly dangerous. I'm looking. not even confident that it was made out of metal. It, it no. looked it looked it, like a plastic cage. I don't it, know. I can't, and I can't believe that anyone. I mean, Cactus Jack, of course, would be the one, but I can't believe anyone actually attempted to climb on that thing during that match. I know. Like it, it didn't seem to be attached to the ground. Like I don't. It wasn't I don't attached. That, to the, I don't know how it was attached, but it certainly wasn't attached to the ground. It, it, yeah. It, it was just. It wasn't attached to anything. They lowered the damn thing, and that was it. Mm. Yeah, so that yeah, um, it was. It, I mean, essentially, it was a hell in a, It was it, it was very much like the hell in the cell cage in that it, it encompassed. It went outside around the ring. It went outside and around, and it kind of domed. Floor. It domed off, kind of thing. But it and didn't. it domed up in the front, so it was yeah. like, it was like a combination of hell in a cell and elimination chamber. Yeah, kind, kind of yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, and then and then they. I, you know, we didn't go, we didn't go and re- at least I didn't, I didn't go and research the build up to this match. Like, no, how the fuck did we even get there? <laughs> we get here, which is yeah. another, which is another thing that I, I think is, it's kind of funny about going back and watching some of these older things. It's like, we have no idea how we they don't got know to this context match. at all. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't really give any type of, you know, they didn't, they only had one, one or two video packages yeah, for, for the, yeah. for the bigger marquee matches. Yeah. So it's not like we had heard the story in a in a in a three minute like recap segment of how the fuck we got to and there this. Were, the people in this match was just so random as well like some yeah. of them some of them made sense and some of them didn't like the Stein, and, why are the steiner brothers in this match and why did and and why didn't they all come out as one team and another team why did they come out in one, like completely like, random order yeah, like team one then team two and team one then team yeah two. like yeah. it's just and like yeah uh, there was so much like and again like production like when the steiner brothers come out their name bars came up not as the steiner brothers but as rick steiner and then scott steiner like i don't know it was yeah I, um, but 
But Vader, but Vader's like HR Geiger full on headgear was wild. Oh hell yeah! I don't, I love that thing. I don't know if he, I don't know if he was always using that back then, or if like that was one of those things. Like, oh, here's a dude who really gets it. He makes some crazy big thing for the big event. Have you like, not seen that thing before? That headdress he used to wear. No, I don't what? think so, dude. I, I mean, maybe I've seen, maybe I've seen it, thinking like, oh, that's where it came from. So, like the original, but I've never seen him. The, uh, I've never seen him. He I've had, never seen another Vader match. He had one where he used to wear that to the ring, get to like to near the ring, take it off, put it on the floor, and it throughout like the horns, it used to like spur out like smoke and stuff, like like proper jet dude, out like smoke. Yeah, what? it was. Yeah, See, I'll, I'll have to find it and show it to you. It's the coolest. Thing. I. This is this is shit I've never seen. Yeah, like, super cool. Because I'm because me, in '91 I'm still watching WWF. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah. never I never stopped. I didn't and again. I didn't even know WCW existed really. I, let alone knew how to watch it. Like I knew like like we talked about this. Before, uh, I think on the last on the last podcast, it's like I knew I knew there were these. I was a wrestler. Ugh, can't talk. It's the gum. That's <laughs> the gum. Uh, there you go. I, <laughs> I knew there was these other wrestlers in other promotions, but I never saw it. It never was on, and I didn't know where to find it. Yeah. So it just didn't exist to me. But I would have probably loved some of this crazy shit as a kid. Yeah, it was... Um, it's unique. Let's put it that yeah. way. I, I, so here's, my, here's just my notes. Here's just my rundown of the notes that I took. I took the most amount of notes for this pay-per-view during this match. Oh, same. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah. how could you not? This this already, this match was an absolute shit show. For, um, first of all, I didn't know the, that Giant Giant Gonzalez was ever in WCW. So, neither did I. So that was no, the thing no that idea. surprised second, me immediately. Second of all, did not know that that uh, Razor Ramon Scott Hall had a, uh, the Diamond Stud existed in WCW before he was in WWF. Same. Didn't know again, that either. But again, but again, fuck it, dude. I didn't even know who Cactus Jack was. I knew I my first. My first introduction to Mick Foley was was through Mankind in WWF. Like I'm one of those fans. Like, I'm one of those people so, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm one of those people this... that find when I find out things though, I I I have to know. Sure. Kind of like just, so but... as soon as I found out, oh, Captain Jack, ECW. What does that mean? So I have to go back and find out. I just... And it just it just I never got. It's just one of those things that kind of got passed. Yeah. Yeah. Passed yeah. by. And, yeah. Um, but man, yeah. This, uh, I just have a bunch of questions. Like, what the fuck? Why is why were there a random mask guy inside a mask guy inside of a casket inside of the cage? Why? Why? There's no there was no explanation. There was no explanation. Why there was even even the comment even begin the with. commentators went. Oh, there's a guy in the coffin. There's a guy in there. What the hell is he? Doing? I guess I bet he's. <laughs> I bet he, like something about like he wishes he wasn't in there. Like yeah, but he got out and he got immediately taken out, and that was the, that was the last. That, that was, was it. it. That's it. He did. Who nothing was else. that guy? Like who was that guy? Anybody who knows, find out who that guy was. And why he was, and and who told him to be in there, and what they told him the purpose was. Yep. Uh, we mentioned the cage is shaky as hell. Yep. My Ricky next note is what the actual fuck, man. <laughs> is that it? Um, is what the actual? What fuck? the actual fuck, man? I can't tell. But these are but these are chronological orders. So so you figure. Like, <laughs> to be fair, sometimes this, I make notes like that. Yeah. Like where um, I'm just like. Just I don't ever, the next thing is I don't ever want any I don't ever want to hear anyone criticize the Punjabi prison match for being <laughs> the worst gimmick ever 
Um, yeah. Also, why is there even a ref when there's no when I there's said no that. pin or submission? I put there's... I wrote about the referee camera, right? And then I put even though there was no need for a referee in the match anyway. <laughs> yeah. Just have a guy with a camera inside the ring. Like literally literally, literally you could have had a guy with a camera in the ring, it, yeah. I guess I guess the biggest thing, let's just get back to the referee camera, is okay, yes it's a yes it's a thing, and yes they try but it it wasn't a thing that was necessary. <laughs> not necessary like, at all. They could have just in this match. No, they could have just, you know, got an actual better cameraman to get better camera so angles. In a way where this referee camera is is good, right? Is like say for example there's a submission and they're like, Oh, let's get or, or a pinfall and it's like, oh, oh let, so let, now we're talking. Let's get see. the let's get the the referee's perspective here to see if he caught the call properly, kind of thing. See, That's how you. Now it. we get it. See this, but 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 the storylines that there has to be a storyline. There has to be reasons why. Oh, check this. I mean, let's not. I also think. I also think that's that's bordering on a angle. That maybe wrestling doesn't want to touch. If you start I, talking I, about, I, I, are you talking about authority figures and body cams? I think it's just a thing that you don't want to be getting into. Yeah, well, it also touches on like, I mean, uh, right now over in the well, I say it's been over the last few years, but we have VAR now, which I don't know what it stands for, but in in our in our like Premier League football, we have what what I think basketball and, and American footballs had for a long time, which is like instant replay. So that yeah. the the referee can go back and watch stuff to determine a call. Yes. So we've only see, we've only just introduced that into our sport over here, which I think you guys have had for a very long time. But um, yeah, and 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 that was one of those things. And I know for a time, the little I know about any other sports, but I yeah. know I believe it was football that for at least for a time, or maybe they still they they got rid of they got rid of the review. Yeah. I guess because it because. It, in a sense, it diminishes the the necessity for the referee. Right. Like, yeah. if you're just gonna if you're just gonna rule it based on what's on the camera. Yeah. Then you don't need a referee. You just look at just have somebody looking at the camera. Like the referees will just be looking at the cameras. Then, you know, like yeah. which in a way, kind of why aren't they? <laughs> but it's just like yeah i guess when we do our, what's the point uh, of the referee then because then what's the point of referee's call and then what's the point of the contra you don't then you don't have the controversy over exactly a bad call so you can't have exactly the, you can't, you can't you have the video thing because it ruins the the heels your heels can't be heels with you can't video exactly replay. you can't have it it, yeah. it, it 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 absolutely ruins if, if you if you if you allow it to be if you allow it to be the result or something, the only way it would work is if you allow it to be like a referee yeah. is getting targeted for being a bad referee. And he's like, yeah, and I'm it. like, I'm not seeing I can't see if the referee can't see it. The referee, like we said, if the referee doesn't see it, the referee can't call something. So he here's didn't see. The, yeah. Exactly. So here's the proof that I couldn't see it. I literally right. couldn't see it. Right. It also that, you know, um, it would it could be a potential good storyline because there are some and I think there could be some referees that you know we've had storylines that have involved oh for sure referees it's that, that's one yeah. it's one of, I mean you know the 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 twin Hebners was the was by far I, I would say the greatest story angle that involved referees oh, big ever time. yeah 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 um, sure. but you know the dirty referee the dirty referee gimmick 
for a referee can be super can be great in the right yeah. context and yeah. we and, and there's and we'll get to some we'll get to some questionable referee calls in in, in this pay-per-view too yeah um but yeah i mean what do you what can we say the whole thing was a fucking clusterfuck if you let's, watch let's, watch it let's get to the end of yeah. the end the ending of this match was just a shambles we had so who did we have in the cage? It, sorry, not in the cage. One of the Steiners. We had it was, the, it, the electric chair lower into the ring, which is the A couple minutes, in, like a minute or two. It, it's just the regular By thing. By the way, the commentators didn't even know when it was meant to lower. They just said at some point in this match, a, a At chair. some point in the match, right. Yeah. So there's not even any specific rules. It just will it's lower just, at some point. It's just unadulterated chaos. They could have had another like, lever in the in the thing, so you have to pull a lever for the chair right. to lower. There's so many. They could, yeah. They there could have been a point where, yeah, to access to pull it down. One, it should have been controlled by one of the combatants after, right? After like eliminating someone, yeah, or, or some, something. I don't know. It, it, it's 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 a it's a gimmick that just wasn't better thought out like even think about it did they just even with even it it has nothing to do with the technological things or anything it's just they could have thought it out more yeah so yeah so we had abdullah the butcher and uh i think one of the steiners in the cage and they were like you know tussling and stuff you had cactus jack up at the lever yeah, and which you had to cr- which you had to climb up the cage to access to, to get access, right? And he's looking, which, he's looking over at Abdullah and yeah. Steiner, right? And yeah. he's seeing what's going on, and he he what he sees is Abdullah's got the upper hand. He yeah. looks towards the crowd, and then he just doesn't look back, and it goes on for like a good thirty seconds, forty five seconds, an, ex- an, an amount of time that was a long enough time that it was a. That you would have sloppy looked, amount of time. You like, would have looked back at that point to make sure I, it was just and, so. Bad and we're bad. and yes, we're being a little critical here, and it's but it isn't good. Like no, because it was so bad. It's so it, it's it has it, it is definitely a thing that borders on the it's so bad. It's I enjoyed it. I, enjoyed I was enter- it. yeah yeah. I was, I was entertained. entertained. Yeah. I was I was entertained thoroughly. It's one of sure. those things that goes down in history as like, but it wasn't of, good. Yeah, it was one of those. One of those bad, really bad moments in wrestling. That, that yeah, my last, my last, my last note was, wow, well, that happened. <laughs> yeah. So then, yeah, obviously the levers pulled. Abdullah's in the seat. He gets electrocuted. I don't know what happens. Yeah. Well, um, they never, they would never say it, he, he was electrocuted. electrocuted. They, they, they said, said it would render, they render the up, render the opponent, uh, like, incapacitated. <laughs> yeah. Thus ending the match, but why would incapacitating? Uh, it's just so many questions as to they, but they didn't. They just didn't answer them. You, you weren't going to get those questions and answered. If, just and, you, when you think you've got had enough questions to be answered, why did about ten men in white suits come down with one stretcher? Yeah, for exactly because it's. I mean, creepy, weird, but also yeah. I, Assumedly, to carry off the person that got uh, not electrocuted but in the electric ten chair, guys. Yeah, that doesn't. But also, in white suits, they, they look, called it an electric chair, right? Didn't, yeah, they or did. did, or they, did I, no, they oh no, called, they called it the. They, they called it the chair. It. Of, I think it was the chair of horrors or something. Let me see, yeah. let's, let, let's see if it's on the Wikipedia page. Go support Wikipedia. Um. Does it no background the event? 
Uh, you'd have to go back to watch it and yeah, see if yeah, they yeah. actually call it a electric chair, but do not say electrocuted. Uh, also, it was pretty obvious that that lever, the, the the lever that turns on the electric chair, was not attached to anything. <laughs> the wires were just they were they were not attached to anything at all. No. Um, entertaining as hell, worth watching for for the mess. Um, anyway, on to the next match. I think, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Unless well, you've got anything else. Yeah. Or that, were, you that, looking, were you looking for something? I, I was looking for something. I can't find it. So okay. the very last note I had in that is, what the fuck did I just watch? Um, yeah. Uh, oh, so, so I put JR and Shivani totally thought that was shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you could tell. You could tell by when, the, They're just like, how? I can't even call it. We can't even call anything that's happening. When, yeah, when it, when it went back to the, them at the table and they were talking about it, like JR was said something. I can't remember exactly, exactly what he said, but he was like, <laughs> never caught anything like that and Shivani's face look he literally eye rolled like that was yeah. dumb never um, want to yeah because these guys are still like a lot of things it's it was too goofy it was you know? too much yeah it was um, just too much it was a little too much so we had a little backstage segment with the young pistols uh wasn't really familiar with who this kind of tag team was but it was something i did find out as one of them was called Stephen james and he is the brother of Road Dog. Oh, and I thought he was because his voice sounded very similar to Road Dog's voice. So I thought, uh, let me look into that, and it was. So, yep, there's that. There you go. I didn't really mm-hmm. take much notice of what they actually said because I don't think they said anything of importance. So, I don't yeah. even remember. I don't honestly don't even remember seeing that segment right. on Fuck then Peacock. We it had, might have been on Fuck Peacock. Then we had. Oh God! We had the creatures, uh huh, versus yeah. PN News, which only one of the creatures has their own Wikipedia page. I don't know why Creature One has it, but Creature Two does not. Um, no uh, one knows. PN News and Big Josh, people, and people we, that I none, nobody I was familiar with. Um, yeah, uh, I think P, uh, Big Josh. Oh. You do know Big oh, Josh. Oh wait, I do know Big Josh. Big Josh was uh, Big Josh was the original Doink, Doink the, the clown. clown. That's right. The well, uh, the original and like the most prominent of, of yeah. the, the clowns. Yeah. So he was. Uh, yeah, people, you know who Big Josh is. But PN News had a little rap when he came out, and that was the that was oh man, it was 1991 so white guy pers- rap personified. It was. They had a contest. So good. So and the good. winning rap was they showed this like twelve year old girl who won a rap contest, um, and I thought and I just thought that yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. that's that sound that sounds about right for what where we are and what we're doing here. Yeah, it was sounds uh, about, sounds about it's, it, it it was it was it was cute. It was adorable. I mean, it was it was very lighthearted and very um, innocent fun. Yeah, you know. Very kitschy, you know, like very, uh, very nice. I don't know what, I don't <laughs> know what nice. to say. I, like I don't that. know what to fuck to say about it, man. I don't I, know what, I will I don't say, know what like, there's here. a, there's a lot of matches on this card. I just didn't know what to say about them. Yeah. Like, I think we just, I think we, I think we say that Big Josh and PN News defeated the creatures, creature one and creature two in a tag team match in five minutes and 16 seconds. <laughs> that's pretty much, that's pretty much what <laughs> I happened. I think it's pretty there's much so what much. we say. I think PN News did a big splash of the top rope, and it was, yeah. And yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong, it was don't get me wrong. I watched the match, 
like as far as a tag team match, it was and that's and that is what I said. Okay, there was a decent tag team match by a bunch of people that I never heard of. Yeah, that's literally what I said. Now, granted, I also I I didn't know Big Josh, you know who he became, who he was in in WWE. Yeah, but but for people, but that's one of the things for people that I've never even heard of, like. Even at this point, as much of a craziness as that Chamber of Horrors match is, I've heard of every... Once I got to the ring and I realized who the Diamond Stud and El Gigante were, it's like, I oh, I know everybody I know everybody who all these people are. Yeah, yeah. These were four guys that I've never heard of, never knew of, and and it was a really good match. Yeah, it was... It was it a really was, good tag team match. Yeah, solid, not, solid not, fucking match. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, then we have Bobby Eaton versus Terrence Taylor. Sorry, Terrence Taylor, the computerized man. Oh yes, Whatever. coming to the ring. Whatever I had to that do means. I did, well, I did some research. Okay, yeah. I had to do a little research because, like, because I didn't realize that Alexandra York, his is uh, Terry his manager, Terry Runnels. was Terry Runnels. Yeah, and that was her. Her, she was creating a stable. That's right. In yeah. WCW at that time, and her whole gimmick was she was. She was like a secretary or something with a. She was a computer. Uh, she carried a laptop. Yeah. You know, which was high tech. You know, a laptop in '91 yeah, is fucking high tech. Yeah, the clunkiest looking thing you've ever seen. But yeah. It was but a still. But still, solid gimmick. Like. Oh yeah. And I'm... and and now Terry Taylor, I did know, as the Red Rooster oh, in yeah. WWF. Yeah. I was a uh, little little fun little side uh, side note. My backyard wrestling um, that I did with my buddies in elementary school, uh, we we basically because again all of us only knew WWF, so we were just like, oh, we're all gonna get together and we're gonna pick our WWF wrestlers we want to pretend to be and create our own backyard WWE, WWF, and I I picked Terry Taylor the Red Rooster as my character. Of all Not people. That I didn't get, of all people. Why? Yeah, why? I can't possibly tell you why I didn't pick, like, you know, someone cool or awesome. Well, and I shouldn't say someone cool. Or awesome. It was pretty funny. And I think that was the thing. The Red Rooster was so bizarre to me as a character in WWE, even at the time. Because even a lot of those other gimmicks were creepy weird or, like, they had a lot of the... Uh, this is your job. Your job is your gimmick. Like, you know, Duke, the dump guys like the Duke, the dumpster Drossy. He's a, he's yeah. a trash guy. Who's a wrestler. IRS is a tax guy. Who's a wrestler. Even Ted DiBiase. He's a millionaire. Who's, who's became a wrestler, a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. you know, like there were very few people who were, who were just wrestling. Like Hulk Hogan was one of the few people who was just a wrestler. A wrestler. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is one of the reasons why he was so good. Like, you know, ultimate warrior was just a guy who wrestled. Like he didn't, Ultimate Warrior didn't have a thing. He, no, he was a he was from parts unknown, and that's he was from parts unknown. He was barely even human. Macho Man Randy Savage didn't have a job. He was he was the Macho Man Randy Savage. Like <laughs> that's and that's what's interesting is that at that time those even those guys for his for his the gimmicks the gimmicks were good for kids. Yeah, exactly. You know those gimmicks were great for kids, and the as well like it it just gave something it it, it created. It creates easy storylines to to for for someone to attach yeah. to. Yeah. You know, just like a, just like when when we play D and D, if you get into our character, if you get into your character, you create a character that has these characteristics and does a thing, and you really can get into it if you want, and you can portray yourself 
in this light as something. And you can probably make it a lot better than just, I'm a trash guy who wrestles. Like you could turn that into, I have to, I, like I, I, you can turn that into the, you know, something else, not yeah. just I'm a trash guy that wrestles. And I, I, I'm always, I've always been a fan of the, the cheesy or the bad gimmick to start that gets you to figure out how to be more yourself. Yeah. And you, you see, even yeah. the, even in the modern day, you see that stuff like that. It's yeah. still, it's still, a, it's still a thing that works. But back to Terry Taylor and the Red Rooster real quick. Yeah. I didn't realize, I didn't realize as a kid, I just want to say this because apparently listening to the Bruce Pritchard podcast, I know he talks about how much Terry Taylor fucking hated that. And that now I totally understand as an adult, but I just want to say on record, I love the Red Rooster. I <laughs> thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. I just thought it was so bizarre, which is me. I'm just a weird, I'm just a weirdo. And that's, I, I like weird things for weird reasons. And I love the Red Rooster, so I picked him to be, as, as who I wanted to be in a backyard wrestling. But when you're a kid, you just gravitate to yeah. stuff, don't you? It's like, it's like if, I mean. Yeah, Red Do Hair and a Mohawk. What's yeah. what? I mean, it's, it's the most punk rock, it's probably the most, he was probably the most punk rock guy <laughs> there. It's like when I was a kid, for some reason, like you had all these big stars. But for when I was a kid, like Road Dog was my favorite wrestler. Why yeah. Road Dog was my favorite wrestler, I don't know. But I just really like Road Dog. When you're a kid, you just gravitate towards it. Like last night when I was at that house show, um, you know, you, you just you, there's kids there that gravitated towards people Something. that you didn't yeah. think they would like there was there was a kid with a santos escobar fight sign now i'm not i'm not saying that he shouldn't be a santos but it's just like it's the fact that kids you would you gravitate you wouldn't expect a king yeah you wouldn't expect the random kid in england in London, to yeah. gravitate towards santos escobar over exactly. someone from england you know, yeah, over, or, another, or, over, or over, over one, or over one of the mega, like like L.A. Knight yeah. or something. Like, but it's he, great to see. Know. It's great to yeah. see. That's that. What the point is? It's it's fucking fantastic. Everyone's to see got it. their favorites. You know? Yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody's got their favorites for the reason. My favorites, my favorite for my reasons. Exactly. But for yeah, this match reasons. was the first of the night to be like one of these that a really Holy good match. Shit. Really a sixteen. Match. They gave they gave them two sixteen minutes. Now, obviously, Bobby Bobby Eaton being one half of uh, one half of the Midnight Express. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude is over over like again. You don't also don't realize how over some of these guys who you would I would never think like were over the way they were over. Yeah, but they dude they were. Was, dude was over. And plus, like both these guys, as we know, like can wrestle. Like no one's business. Like yeah, some, some like that. And that's like when it comes to wrestling in the ring. Like both these guys are known to be. I could tell, and I could totally see why. I even made a note. Like this ang. I'm like, man, I I really love this like aggressive, angry Terrence Taylor. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's just like because uh, I've never seen Terrence Taylor wrestle wrestle other than as the Red Rooster. Exactly. Yeah, but it was good because like these guys like this is like a proper fundamentals match, man. It was like yeah. It was it was wrestling one oh one. It was just everything you yeah. just holds and you know, the up and overs and yeah. it, it, it I was have just, no, it was great. It was great. I have no notes about this match because I because I watch I, I watched this entire match. I don't think I blinked in that sixteen minutes. Same. Either. I did the same um, thing. I just kinda kinda just watched it happen. I was like And it's and it's not because it wasn't there wasn't necessarily nothing that like instantly hit the hit me. Like it was just it this was 
this was oh this is great wrestling of of this era like it's just i'm just i'm just absorbed i just absorbed it and like that was a great match well yeah my my, my only note just says cool classic wrestling match because yeah. that's what it was it was like it's wrestling in an old school style that we don't see much these days and it still had a good charm to it and still they, watchable and still exciting and fun to well, watch well you know what it was there there was timing they yeah. gave them time 16 minutes that was more that was more time than they gave the eight people in a crazy gimmick match yeah yeah they exactly. gave them they gave two dudes 16 minutes to show, to do what they do best and that's yeah. what happens you get you get a fundamentally great match when you give them time exactly and yeah bobby Eaton, bobby so bobby Eaton defeats Terrence taylor yep in bobby 16 Eaton minutes. Gets solid freaking match good match yep yeah um next up holy shit a bunch of people that again i know who they are and yeah. knew some of them as it, it uh, obviously here's the other here's a, so here's one of the one of the free birds with michael hayes in a sling Versus Johnny B. Bat, Mark Marrow, who who I would later know as Mark Marrow. Mark Marrow, yeah, with Teddy Long. With Teddy Long, side, yeah. And I don't rem- and I don't remember what the th- there's there's a story about that. It was uh, it was on the Bruce Pritchard Mark Marrow podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, that he talked about. There was some reason I think I would we someone who knows could tell me what it really was, but I remember there was something when they brought him over. They were going to, they were, there was either controversy or they tried to bring him over as Johnny B. Bad. But for some reason, it didn't work. I, I could click on the Wikipedia page and find out, but we're not going right. to waste time while yeah, we're recording yeah, yeah. to find it out. But apparently, there might have been... We could have had Johnny be bad in the WWF, but we didn't. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then... And he's with Teddy Long! Yeah, he's with Teddy Long. Holy shit, young Teddy Long! Yeah. Looking good, my man. It's holla, so holla, funny, holla. because the first time I ever saw Teddy Long was when he was a referee in the WWF. Yeah, and again, I same, exactly. Did, I had no idea that he had this entire huge long career before he was a referee as no. a manager. And then once I found well, out, I was I couldn't believe it. I couldn't see, believe See, that he was well, that I, I knew he was a manager. Yeah, see, that was one of those weird things I, I like you said earlier, the things you find out along the way when you yeah. do. It's just one of those random things that I was probably looking up Teddy Long one time when he when he came back as a, as a surprise on like a raw anniversary yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, SmackDown anniversary. And I'm like, oh yeah, Teddy, oh shit, Teddy Long's been a referee, uh, he's been a manager, he's been all these things. Phenomenal career. Yeah, like, big time. And, and that's a another, that's a, now. You know what, that's another, that's another episode that would be worth getting into, like top 10 non-wrestler characters. Yeah, like, that's a really good shout, actually. That yeah, could be really good. so we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, what do I have on? What do I? It's just another, just another good match between like watching these guys wrestle the way they wrestled. Yeah, I mean, uh, you again, can now like, tell. Mark Marrow, you know, Johnny Garvin's a very good wrestler. Johnny B. Bad or Mark yeah. Marrow, you know, yeah, not the best, Fantastic. but again, another great, another good wrestler. Um, another thing that a thing that blew my mind here that I put in my notes. One thing which I thought was weird. So Michael P. S. Hayes wasn't actually injured. Oh no! Yeah, that was so. apparently we that, and and they 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 really they really fed into that midway through the match when yeah, he comes yeah, out yeah. in the sling and then and then he's smacking the canvas with both his arms and even Jim uh, even Jim Ross is like I guess I guess his arm isn't as hurt as he claims it to be yeah exactly um, because, or or something like it doesn't I guess it just doesn't hurt right but now here's something that blew my mind I'm a 34 year old man in this match Michael P S Hayes is 32 years old holy shit. 
And I'm just like, how? How is that guy 32? Like, it just blew my mind. Like, yeah, he looks and this older. is like, and that was, and I wouldn't even say that was, this was at their peak because like the Freebirds, I think were, I think the Freebirds peak was like late 80s, right? Like, oh yeah. The, the, and, yeah. yeah. I mean, they still, obviously, obviously they're fucking legendary. I mean, you know, they're legendary enough that they're, that they have an entire way of talking about tag teams. You know, defending a tag team as a three-person stable has the has the freebird rule. The the, the the active the initial active years was ninety nineteen seventy nine to nineteen ninety four. Yeah. So you know, like. Yeah. So they were they yeah the eighties were there was their, was their prominent decade was their peak. yeah yeah exactly but they were but they were certainly they were certainly all over you know oh hell yeah you I know mean, yeah definitely and this is and again this is what i do i'd love to see it when you look at it from a, when you look at it from this perspective i'm not even necessarily looking at it from what i like personally i'm looking at it how all of the people that are watching it at the time everybody's really into it yeah like yeah you know so so good on them it was a great singles match yeah and, we, and, we had uh we got and, like this match with the Bobby and Terrence Taylor match and the next match was a good like three match run of really good matches. Yeah, let's yeah. yeah. I mean, so yeah, so let's talk, yeah let's talk about the next match. Well, before we do, there was oh, a little okay. backstage segment with Missy Missy Hyatt talking about oh. the, um, the the WCW Phantom, right? Yes, yeah, so I keep forget I forgot again to put notes down for where the back where those other segments so, are between matches are. So I don't great. have any of you the know, segment she's, markers. She's she's freaking out about wanting to find out who the Phantom is and stuff. There's a Phantom. Great. There's apparently a WCW Phantom right. who is a mysterious person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is going to so face. Tom Zanklater. That's all great and all. Uh-huh. But what really confused me is Bobby Eaton walks onto the set, right? He ma- he won a match two matches ago. He walks onto the yeah. set holding a pumpkin for no reason. Holding a pumpkin for no reason. And then she freaks out at him and he looks at the camera and just goes, women. And then oh, walks yeah. away. I mean- yeah, I mean, can't, yeah, can't really go over that. That doesn't go over well in 20, 30 years later, of course. Like you wouldn't just pull that. But but I the thing that gets me the most in Ch- is ninety one in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I don't know why he was just carrying a pumpkin. But why was he carrying a pumpkin? Yeah, because it's Halloween havoc, baby. Okay, and anything can happen. Oh, one thing we didn't get into actually was the freaking extremely weird rushed. Um, parking lot segment before the show started. The what? <laughs> oh, with the oh, with Eric like Bischoff. the enforcers. Yeah. Oh, Eric, right. Yeah, because like, four different even... cars turned up and they got out and did, it was just so fucking rushed and random and I just like it's like someone with ADD wrote this segment. Absolutely. Well, they well just... because what one of the guys got his arm. What didn't he get his arm? Uh, he got injured by getting... in. yeah and then we had like Cactus Jack and Abdullah the Butcher turning up in a car which is really weird because you don't expect those people to turn up in a car because they're Cactus Jack and Abdullah the Butcher yeah but and... it, but also it's Cactus Jack and Abdullah the Butcher getting out of a car together that's insane that's, yeah it's weird and then all Cactus Jack is, says is bang bang and then says bang bang again and then disappears yeah that's all Cactus then, Jack does say and then DDP drives up with the diamond stud and i'm like oh cool ddp but then you don't see ddp ever again in the rest of the card i'm like <laughs> oh my god i didn't even think about that so what why was he... was he even there 
Maybe, maybe in case someone else left right before the show. It doesn't make any sense. I was just so quick, and I, I was like, this is too much for me to handle right now. This is just after seeing that terrible opening video package of the weird busts, ghosts of. Yeah. Yes. With the the terrible black and white overlays, the terrible uh, uh, CGI house and the. Well, this is 1991 uh, digital, like like low budget. Uh, computer graphics here. God I damn. mean, so it was. It was. This is. Bad, this good. is some. That was probably. I'll bet. I'll. I'll bet you that was probably like, hand drawn, and then they just <laughs> took a photo and like they probably. There's probably like, I don't know. It, it may have been less animatronic or like less. I. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Let's just move on. It was so bad. I can't. It's, it's in my. It's burned into my retina. Also, like, another it, thing was I can't the, uh, get it out of my head. Just before we get onto the next match, was um the freaking entranceway was so weird, like there were really oh how the ramp goes right to the ring apron. Well, like, no, no, the... that's that's fine, but there were some really weird signs up, like the, sorry, not signs, the tombstones. Oh, like, the bizarre like they just said really weird random things, like uh, here lies even... here lies Keith. His friends called him Kevin. We called him Kurt. Beans, yeah. were, beans was here, full of hot air. Like why? Like, did the, why did the tombstone say this? Why not? Why not put like the matches on, on there? The like why not put? Yeah. It, it 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 was another one of those opportunities of like, why did you pick this random nonsense? Or <laughs> or, you know, the only thing I liked about the entranceway was that they came out of the door of the house. Yeah. Yes. But one thing I they will did, say... Just they did it. And, and let's, not, let's not completely shit on the whole thing. I mean, it is, again, it's 91. It's 1991. I get it. I get but it. it's just confusing. Like, it's confusing why, to, for someone who sees that as an ob- a glaringly obvious thing. Yeah. Immediately. It's like, why did no one else see this and say, like, hey, why don't we use this as an opportunity? Like... What, like you know, it, it's ninety one. Foam fingers were a thing. Yeah. Make foam tombstones that have the match, like as car, like. I guess as a marketing, like, this this also I guess comes from maybe, I, I've got I've got marketing you know, history. So I think of these things, as all sorts of like I don't know. There, there there's so many things you could have done with that that would have made more sense. Than just these weird. They don't even really. Yeah. They're not creepy. They're not relevant uh, to uh, the wrestling. Yeah, another. They're thing not I, like you know. Another thing I noticed, and I don't know if you did, and I don't know at what point in the night that this happened, but by the time the main event came around, the the haunted house and the tombstones were gone. Oh well, yeah, because there were some. I don't know that I rarely noticed it, but yeah, they had moved some things around throughout the night because at one point, uh, when Van Hammer was, uh, well, we'll, we'll get to that. Right. But yeah. Was, we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. They moved things around and I, they just didn't put them back. And yeah. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Next anyway, match was Johnny B. Yeah. Did we, did we say Johnny B. Bad? Johnny B. Bad. Jimmy Garvin. Uh, we didn't, but that's what happened in eight minutes and 16 seconds. There you go. Uh, the next match was my favorite match of the night. To be honest with you, it was stunning Steve Austin versus Dustin Rhodes in a such a good like I couldn't believe how fast pace this was at the start. They were yeah so fast. They were like 
Yeah. Dustin Rhodes was 21 years old at that at That's that time. That's insane. That blew my mind when I found that out. Yeah. Yeah. Because he this, sorry he does not look 21. Like no. What the f- <laughs> like, even Jr. Even Jr. said the way he walked to the ring. He walks to the ring like someone who's with more experience than a 21 year old kid. Yeah. But yeah. he's Dusty Rhodes' kid, so so what you expect? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What'd you expect? And you could see, I could see in him wrestling there that he wasn't trying to overly act like like Dusty Rhodes either. Yeah, yeah. But it yeah. was also really hard for him not to lay into a little bit of Dusty Rhodes kind of things, like because yeah. they're billing him as they're not they're not openly even though even though Dusty Rhodes was out later in the de- like out at the main event like. They weren't going out of their way to talk about Dustin Rhodes as Dusty Rhodes' son. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, in, they weren't in this giving, match. Yeah, exactly. But which I did, is um, interesting. I did. I mean, there was like this is the first match where I was like, like this felt. These guys are operating on a different level to everyone else, and these guys were yeah. like setting the tone for the future of wrestling, and, and both of them did. They both. You know, Austin became one of the biggest stars of all time, and and Gold Dust, you know, well, well, Dustin Rhodes, soon to be Gold Dust, was again one of the most prominent characters of the '90s, having really good matches himself. So, and a really long, illustrious career that's still going on now. So it's like they they were both setting the tone for what wrestling was going to be. You know, yeah. you know, and you had guys like um, you know Bobby Eaton and stuff, and Terrence Taylor, like their era was just about going by at that point, but. These guys are bringing in a new you, era. And you like, really, yeah, you see a difference. You really see it in some of these younger guys too. Yeah. Uh, another another interesting uh, tidbit of information. I don't know if you did a, a little bit of research on this, but I, mm. but I wound up looking into it. Um, stunning Steve Austin's valet, Lady Blossom, uh-huh. is the mother of Steve Austin's two children. What? Which I didn't know that he had. Wow, I didn't know that either. Well, I knew I, I knew he had kids, but I didn't know that was the mom. That's crazy. Yeah, and and they moved after they they got married. She was, and the crazy, crazy, crazier still about yeah. this, is the the person who who trained Steve Austin. Uh, that was her girlfriend. Lady Blossom was oh, really? the girlfriend wow. of yeah. She was the she was the girlfriend of Chris Adams, who was also trained. She was all, she was trained by Chris Adams as well. Oh right! And wow. they had a they had a relationship. My guess is it was probably okay, obviously, but it also makes sense. Seems like Steve Austin probably met her. I I don't know if this is the case. I'm just quick thinking like they both were they both were trained by the same guy. Yeah yeah. She yeah. dated him for a minute. Steve married her, had two kids. They got divorced, uh, and they and the her and the kids moved to, back to England, and that's all just stuff I didn't know about. A little wow. bit of back, a little bit more backstory about Stone Cold Steve Austin that I yeah, learned. Yeah, I had no idea. I wonder if she was the. Um, I, there's a story about how he came up with the Stone Cold name. Yes, it is. It, it was. It is. It was when I looked her up. She wrote a. She wrote a book about oh, something okay. about the chat like. Behind the shattered glass, or something, and it, she talks about how it, she takes the credit for it, and I don't see anybody trying to deny it, especially not him. That yeah. it was, it was her. Like she said something about 
the stone cold had to do with like him drinking tea before it got stone cold. Yeah, well, that's yeah, yeah. that's the story I've heard. Is that's the story I've heard him say? Is that yeah, she was like, why don't you drink a tea before it gets stone cold? And then it kind of that kind of triggered his thoughts to. So yeah. I guess you know she didn't come up with the name, but she definitely triggered. She was the catalyst. She triggered yeah. the thought. She she it's it's just like anybody that 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 says a line says something to you that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, that has nothing to do with wrestling at all. But when you're but when all you are is a person who thinks about wrestling all the time, right? Everything's everything's potentially something. Yeah, it's just I mean we do the same with with music when we're writing like anything that anybody says at any time could potentially trigger something that makes you think oh there's a good line there yeah yeah you know, there, there's something there exactly uh, but yeah this match was phenomenal really good match yeah. really fast pace bloody towards the end as well and you, yeah you, know, you could really um, see even though austin was like you know this stunning steve austin is still kind of coming out of his hollywood blondes kind of era he was still kind of this pretty boy character he had a mean streak to him and you could tell that like he oh was, yeah really laying you could, his punches and stuff you, know? you could also tell that they were both tell they both knew how to tell a story in the yeah, ring yeah, yeah, in this big match time, big time and 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 austin and austin was putting over dustin as well it, you know the way they ended it you know the it, with the you know the way they ended it with the draw and you i know, like that a lot it's, it's the it's it's the classic i'm pinning you and and the ref can't even count to three i i, I my pin starts at two seconds remaining so you don't. You didn't kick out, but the time ran out while I'm pinning you. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. classic. It's always classic. It always works. Yeah. It never. Good. It never doesn't work, as long as you don't. As long as you don't make that the end to two consecutive, like ways of doing it. Yeah. It works, but like they, they've, they've, they've worked ways. WWE has done it, and I'm sure other promotions have done ways of doing time limit things like. WWE has the beat the clock challenge that they use for things. Or like Iron they, Man matches as well. End of Iron Man matches. Yeah, yeah. Iron Man yeah. matches are obviously good things at a time. But we don't ever see we now WWE did this for a while. They would have you know, they would have time limits for their matches, but rarely did you see it go to a time limit draw. No, never really. Um so this is pro and I think this is probably the first time I watched a pay per view that had a match end in a time limit yeah, draw. Well, especially I, especially a championship match. Yeah, I think this is like a lot of the things they were doing here is still a bit of like a bleed over from being part of the NWA. The NWA had a lot of these kinds of rules. Like, for example, yes. like we'll get well, to it later a bit with the whole over the top rope thing. Uh, this is the first time yeah. I saw it too. And I mentioned this in my yeah. notes too. So it's just like, there's a lot of things that like old, that are like old school wrestling. Yeah. Like rules. In the middle, of, in the middle of the match, Dustin, like Dustin clotheslined Austin and yeah. he fell and he basically fell over the top. He clotheslined him and, and knocked Austin back over the top rope out to the floor. Mm. And they're like, oh, no, he's going to disqualify. And I'm like, why the fuck would he? I, I had? To, I literally had to rewind it. It's like, what happened? I rewound yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I rewound that four times. And I'm like, what the fuck did he do? To get I'm to, like, to... what did he do? Did yeah. he hit a low? I thought I, at first I'm like, did he hit him like low blow him? Uh, uh, like right before that? I'm like, <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I over the top rope was a thing. And then I remember hearing some other weird, because there used to be a weird rule in one of the other promotions, I guess, that you couldn't jump off the top rope. You yeah. couldn't jump yeah, yeah, from the turnbuckle. Was, yep, you couldn't jump a, from the top turnbuckle. Yeah, you could jump you could from the go second. Up, you could jump from the second, but you couldn't jump from the jump from the top. Yeah. And I think that was one of the big things that like one of the reasons Jimmy Snooker was also so big early on was that that was his thing. And 
jumping from the top rope was not a thing you were allowed to do for a long time in yeah. other promotions, so it was a big deal. Um, so yeah, it like took me several replays to go, he didn't do anything that would have disqualified him. Oh, yeah. wait, that's right. You could, that was a thing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's wild. And as I said, yeah. I, I think it's definitely a bleed over from the NWA. I do remember actually watching God years ago when the network face ca first came out, I was like, wow, I've got so many things I want to watch. See, but, that uh, was, that I, was when I would see some of these old stuff when the network first came out. I'm right, sorry. So yeah, I, like, that's right. But, but they had that live. They would have like WWE live. Yeah. And and maybe Fuck Peacock has that. I think they do certain times, but still Fuck Peacock. Yeah. But the WWE had they're just on now. You, and they what, were just, just constantly going. Yeah. It was constantly going. I could put WWF programming on and leave it on all day. And that's when I would see some of they would do a lot of these retro and I'd see like a match. Right. Or, or they so, just show like the highlights of exactly. a match from another thing. So I thing. used to, I ended up watching a lot of the uh, like Dusty and Dusty and um, Dusty and Ric Flair matches, or Ric Flair and Harley Race, or Dusty and Harley Race, and all these old school NWA matches, and um, like still like totally different to anything in the modern day, but hold up completely yeah. still to to this day. And like, yeah, but a lot of those rules were the, were there. Like, you can't jump off the top rope. You you couldn't go over the top rope, kind of things. Like yeah, that. and basically, a thing, lot of thing involves the top rope. Just don't touch it. Also, also talking about the ropes. Notice how loose those yeah, ropes seem comparatively. They were. They were. You, you know, but, I mean, apart from bouncing off of them, that was the only thing that was being used they, they were just being used to bounce not like they yeah. are these days they use so much for so many They're things you, but that right you couldn't some of the things that especially like some of the luchadors that, yeah, that yeah. do a lot of high higher flying things you couldn't possibly do those things uh -oh. with, with with ropes that loose you just you wouldn't have the you wouldn't have the momentum or the balance you wouldn't have the balance ability to balance enough yeah exactly um yeah so Fucking phenomenal match. Great story. Like, they both put each other over. Like, they yeah. both looked like they... Each one of them was believable. Yeah. In, 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 you know, in, in potentially winning. Big time. Um, and, and it's great to... Ha and, of course, it's a great way for a heel to retain a title is by not not winning. Yeah, exactly. You know, Austin just... didn't... Austin wasn't... I'm assuming Austin's a heel in this. Yeah, it felt that way, didn't it? It wasn't... Yeah, yeah it wasn't explicitly stated, but he, you know... Kind of looked heelish and act heelish. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. And Dustin is Dusty Rhodes' son. Yeah, and wasn't particularly being a heel. So, yeah. Next up. Oh boy, Oz, world's strongest man. Yeah, the, the Bill or the, Bill the, the what was it? The the strongest human being or something. Whatever. That was a really weird way of putting it. But. Yeah, he uh, he, world champion powerlifter uh, and champion strongman. Yeah. Um, what? Let me. I just popped up his uh, his Wikipedia page real quick. What was his tagline that they called it? Yeah. But he was, he might have had us world. Oh yes, he was. Yeah, he was 97, 1979 world strongest man. So that was a while. I mean, that was that was over a decade ago. He was the world strongest man. He's but got, that's he's, how they he's were. Got, he had three world strongest man. Oh, titles. Oh yeah. no, there we go. I'm, I didn't, I didn't go down far enough. Yeah. Uh, 80, 80, 81 and 82. Is world so, strongest so man. multiple, multiple world strongest man. Yeah. Winner. Um, that was definitely the, his gimmick, like 
some of them are pretty damn simple. His gimmick was, I'm the world's strongest man. And But in this regards, like, you know, Mark Henry, 100%, it's like, this is, Bill Kazmaier is what Mark Henry was, too. Like, that's their gimmick, but that also is really who they are. Yeah. And they also have the have the title to prove it. Like, you can be, you can say you're the world's strongest man when you have the world's strongest man championship title. <laughs> you know, when you've won a world's strongest man competition. Yeah. But it's not like, but you can't be like, I'm the toughest guy a lot. I'm the toughest guy around. My gimmick is I'm the baddest man, you know? Yeah. When it's just like, okay, says who? Says you. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. But yeah, I mean, definitely a strong guy. He, uh. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he picked Kevin Nash up onto his shoulders. He put, he, yeah, he put, he, yeah, he sub yeah, he made Kevin Nash submit in a torture rack. That's. In four minutes, in under four minutes. Now, this wasn't. I can't say that this was a great match overall, and I can't really tell you why. Uh, you know, it was four minutes, it, but to me, it was like it seemed more of it seemed more of just let's show let's let's show how strong Bill is. Yeah, and well, I don't you know, know. I don't. I don't know what Oz's. Thing I was. don't. You know, by the looks of things, you know, Kazmaier hasn't hadn't had much training by the looks of things and also nash was super early in his career yeah two so, really so green just, guys facing each other at the same go you know, out there, yeah go out there show them how strong do, you are do your best oz yeah. go out there and be big and intimidating um but, but yeah, it was three but, minutes but but he got us but hey man anybody that anybody that can make someone submit in under four minutes i mean fucking impressive yeah and that's the pull and that was the point of that match was to make bill kazmaier look impressive and exactly you know it might not have been it might not have been super clean it might not have been super smooth but that dude is jacked yep yep um next we have talk about about more short matches jesus christ one minute 13 seconds we gotta squash it like the v v what's his name Van ha- well the, listed as Van Hammer or yeah, simply Hammer. but his name is the V Man. The V Man uh, versus Doug Summers. V Man came out with a uh, a, 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 a flying a, v. A flying V guitar. Yeah, um, great and entrance. Bedazzled. Yeah, I, I I kind of immediately wanted it. Didn't, isn't still, didn't yeah. isn't V Hammer also come out with the guy with the pneumatic drill like the guy? Yes, what this was is that? the other thing. Is why that's the that's the note that I have. What why the is there was, a dude what was going on? jackhammering? What was going he's, on? Why was that I, there? Because he's the hammer. Van Hammer is the hammer, and no, that's but a jackhammer. His jack name hammer. is V Man. Yeah, it, but but it's a jackhammer, and he's Van Hammer, and he'll and Van Hammer will jack you up. Okay. I guess okay. in the match, I, I I almost said he'd jack you off, <laughs> and I almost didn't. Ca- I almost intentionally didn't catch myself, but I don't know. I don't know how they got. I don't know how they got it to that. Um, but yeah, that that uh, the, the he was pretty cool, new at this point too. He I was mean, new, he, his, he was, his career didn't last very long by the looks of things for, for reasons that I won't go into, but not good ones. Go. Well, he was at, trained by Boris Malenko and Danny Spivey, according to Wikipedia. Support Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. His uh, his career was. You know what? Actually, by the looks of things, he did have a. Long it wasn't that yeah i mean wcw wcw into 2000 
and maybe EC, maybe oh, looks no, like some what? He did have a pretty long career, actually. 2009. Yeah, there's something else I found out about him, which happened recently, but I won't go into that because it's pretty shit. But, um, oh. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it looks like uh, he... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. a shame. Yeah, don't... That's a shame. Yeah, there don't, it is. Yeah. You, you well, found it, didn't you? All right. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. Oof. Oh, yeah, damn. Um, but, yeah, so... But, yeah, I don't really know anything of this guy, even though he seems to have had quite a long career. I don't... I, nothing rings a bell about him whatsoever. Oh, well, the, oh, the kid didn't die. The kid didn't die. He was okay. Okay, yeah. Okay. He okay. suffered... Oh, he suffered some... He suffered injuries, but he didn't die. He didn't kill... He didn't kill a kid. All right, like, cool. He just hit. He just he just hit and run. He just was <laughs> just a hit and run. Listen, it's on Wikipedia. I can. I. It's not. It's obviously. And, I'm sure. And, and he's. And he like. He uh, pled uh, guilty. Pled guilty. Yes, well, he pled so. guilty. I'm sure. I, I'm sure us bringing it up on our podcast that, that <laughs> few people are listening to at the moment isn't going to do any irreparable damage. I just didn't want to. Wanna, I didn't. Point. I didn't see that the kid did. I didn't want to bring up that. I didn't want to bring. This is what happens. It's what happens when you do research on the fly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's live research. Punks talk wrestling, and we li- and we live research some of these guys that we could have researched this while we were watching, but we were too busy watching the amazing minute and thirteen seconds of Van Hammer defeating yeah, Doug Summers. Doug Summers, who the fuck? Doug Summers looked really old in this um, match. Yeah, Doug Summers looked like a. This definitely. Well, he. I don't know much about Doug Summers, but he definitely looked like he was towards the end of his run yeah, um, and he was sure. putting i mean he was put he was in the ring to put over new talent yeah his because um, his, his tag name was pretty boy doug summers and i was pretty like, boy oh. doug summers and i he was probably one of the least pretty <laughs> i think the only guy least prettier than him was abdul of the butcher that night <laughs> <laughs> oh he was, um, he was in a tag team in the mid 80s with playboy buddy rose uh okay yeah he okay. might have been, uh, and I believe Playboy Buddy Rose. Oh, they were they were managed by Sherry Martel. That's pretty cool. Okay. Sensational Sherry, even. Yeah. Anyway, oh, there you go. A little more detail, a little more backstory. Yeah, well, see, they, when we do the live research, we get to like also impart that wisdom on other people. They don't have to do all this research. Exactly. We're doing it for them. Uh, next, we had the inaugural WCW Light of Weight Championship match. Yeah. So um, let's so let's just talk real quick. Let's talk about how weird it is that the dice rolled this Halloween Havoc, where we see an mm-hmm. early to WCW Brian Pillman, yeah, uh, winning the inaugural WCW Light Heavyweight Championship on, on Halloween Havoc. The same, the same week, the same time period where this year's WCW, this year's Halloween Havoc in NXT saw his son's debut. Exactly at Halloween how, Havoc. That's just how mad, weird. Now, now uh, this is an, uh, this is a monument. Now they might have. Now they probably. I don't want to say they probably did, but I would. But uh, no, I'm going to say they probably did because it's just, it's just how, how ironic or how random it was that the dice picked this for us. I'm sure they saw this as let's let's debut Brian Pillman's son during Halloween Havoc where his dad won the WCW Light Heavyweight Championship. Like yeah. purposefully. It all works. It all works well to get people to go onto the WWE network a, everywhere in the world or fuck Peacock in America. In here's United a random States little fact I found out though. The Light Heavyweight Championship which this is really like um, you know the inaugural championship in in uh, October of 1991. Mm-hmm. By September 1992, the championship was abandoned. <laughs> 
Yeah, because I when I first saw that, I'm like, wait, I don't remember the light. I remember WWE having light heavyweight championship. Yeah, it was that was theirs, and, and it was WWE's crew lights. It lasted 11 months. This was now. I I wonder. I'm curious if no, because the light there's no way that I don't think there's any way that the WWE light heavyweight championship could have the lineage of this. No, it doesn't. So literally, because I can tell you the whole lineage: Brian Pillman, Jushin Thunder Liger. Brian Pillman, Scotty Flamingo, and then Brad Armstrong, and then it was then it was that was got rid of that was that it. was it, yeah. But it, but it was the first now, it was the first title to be unveiled in the WCW outside of a uh, outside of NWA. True, yeah, true, true. And another uh, the, some other some other things we probably need to research is, is the history of those titles because a lot of these titles. Like the heavyweight championship did not look like the big gold belt that I remember in WCW. So when did that change? And was this the NWA title? There was there's a lot of questions I have about these championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it, that's interesting. I I just I kind of thought I didn't. I thought maybe the WCW cruiserweight championship just was this light heavyweight championship became the cruiserweight. When they decided, you know, to make it called cruiserweight. So the, the 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 world title that you're talking about in the main event, that was um, that was used up until 1994. Okay. Uh, in fact, it was used from 1991 to 19. So that that title belt was frankly quite new when they got rid of and left the NWA. So they changed. They yeah, which they makes sense. They changed it they to would, that. Then they, they then changed in, the design. They had that for like four years, and then they changed it to the big gold belt in 1994. Right, and for a while, see, this is the other thing. For a while, I didn't realize. Again, not knowing all of these things, I didn't realize that the big gold belt. The big gold belt has no connection to the big gold belt doesn't necessarily have a connection to the NWA championship unless it unless it just has the ties to NWA through WCW's it does. originating it, it, so it, it I think the NWA originally had that in 1980 sometime in the 1980s because wasn't the end? This is this is all sorts of stuff I need to go do research. Yeah, because like the NWA, all of these all of these territories were part of the NWA. They all had their so like WCW within okay, the NWA had their own go. title, but so, so know, did you know the NWA Championship that we all know and love. That, we know that, now that 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 uh, SmackDown new uh, newly uh, um, unveiled SmackDown. General Manager Nick Aldis. Yeah, uh, the one he held. You're right. Yeah, which they obviously brought back at some point. But the big gold belt was introduced in 1986 to replace that one, which had been used since 1973. Okay. You know, the 10 pounds of gold. That's what the 10 pounds of gold. So so the big gold belt was replaced that one in 1986. Oh, so that big gold belt design was an actual it was NWA an, an NWA championship. World yeah. champ not just WCW. Yeah. See this this is where it gets confusing. Where yeah. is if all of these territories are within the NWA, then is there was there ever a NWA champion as a whole that was a champion of all of those territories? Or is it just every champion in the territories was their champion and 
like it's it's some of the stuff that I still I still never really dug into and got with those territory eras back yeah. then. It'd be it'd be good. To, I'd I'd like to research it at some point, but I just didn't know. Anyway, fucking light heavyweight championship match. Good <laughs> up on Brian Pillman for an amazing match in twelve minutes and forty five seconds. Yeah, brick, yeah, it was yeah, really good match. Really, really good. Against Ricky Moon, which let me just talk up for a second. This is nineteen ninety one. Yeah. Ricky Morton. Yeah. Ricky Morton was born in 1956. He is 67 years old right now. He just beat, um, uh, uh, what's his name? He just became the GCW champion. What, really? Yeah, like, like just happened. It just happened. Like, his Wikipedia page just hasn't even, I don't think his Wikipedia page is even updated. Um, what? Yeah, he, um, oh, it just, oh, it says it right in the, it says it in the, um, why the fuck am I? Um, yeah, he just he pin, he pinned Matt Cardona. He beat Matt Cardona. What the fuck? You... At, at whatever. Um, when was that? Are you for? I can't find this anywhere. Unless this is unless the, I'm looking, which is weird. It doesn't say it through. If you look on Wikipedia, the page doesn't say it at the top. But when I went to the page, when I was on Halloween Havoc and I hovered over his name, that's how I found out about it. Because the the little the little preview clip. Let's let's look this up. <laughs> Patreons and everybody alike is going to get a little bit of extra. Here's what it says when rolling over it. Uh, Ricky Morton. Um, he is the current GCW television current GCW television champion after pinning Matt Cardona at GCW. Say you will. When oh, right, yeah, was... no, I can see that. It's in, it's right, it's in his um, bio, right, the start. Oh, there you go. Yeah. How crazy is that? But, but he's it's... been. I mean, he's he's just one of those guys that refuses to to stop. Yeah, clearly. Like, how the fuck are you still doing this at that level, dude? And you know, it's. I mean, Incredible. obviously, G GCW is like very like a proper hardcore style of wrestling, but obviously, so you don't have to be as you know, and obviously, someone like um, you can get there's there's a lot more room for there's a lot more room for leeway when you can rely yeah when you can rely on your cousin is going to look after you as well so yeah well yeah. for sure I'm just I'm just saying in general like how at that age is he, but but I guess they he, they were always um. In any anybody that he was tagging with, the midnight you know he was uh, midnight express. Yeah, they yeah. were they were pretty rough, read from what I remember too. Like, they were not. He's always been a wrestler that's been more of the brawler. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So go being able to continue. Like I'm just I'm just shocked because I didn't know he was still wrestling at all, let alone in a fucking hardcore. Uh, uh, indie prom hardcore promotion yeah. winning titles, but it's also fucking Ricky Morton. Like, it's, uh, you yeah, know, it's crazy, isn't it? It's kind of, um, so yeah, that was crazy to see. And he's and he looks the same as he looks now. Like, he doesn't yeah, look he's like, not aged a day, even though. Yeah, he's fucking. He, he he's kind of like the Keith Richards of <laughs> of wrestling. Like he he looked like he looks like he's. He's 67 now. He's looked like he's 67 for like 30 years. <laughs> um, but anyway, fucking phenomenal match too. Like again, another one of these 
you can see these guys. These are star. These guys were stars. No, oh, these big are time. guys yeah, that you yeah, know. Yeah. These are guys that know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. In the ring, and they make they they make you believe like, and and I don't have a lot. Again, I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of notes about this match because I was just watching it, and I'm thinking to myself, damn, like. It's real good. It's a shame, and and really, what I'm thinking is, it's a shame I can't stand the lighting or the camera angles and the poor, and like <laughs> the poor story and the fact that there's no storylines. Like they are, they're really good matches. These are really good wrestlers doing, you know, with really good wrestling matches. The presentation is just so odd to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? exactly, exactly. You know, and and some of the stuff. But when I get over that, when I look, when I'm just watching that, and again, I'll say it again, everybody else is into it. Everybody else loves it, so great. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. You know. Yeah, I'm happy. Like we like we like to talk about good stuff, and this is good stuff. Yeah, it's good shit. <laughs> Some good shit, and you know, I'm sure even even though that title was even though that title was short lived. Anybody, anybody being the inaugural champion of any title. Is is always special and like oh yeah for sure you know 100%. that's a big that's a big deal that's a big deal for Brian Pillman and he he's you know yeah and he he was he like was a, he was he, amazing performer gone too soon oh so. big time I mean he he passed away in 1997 so it's he he wasn't too much longer after this but you know he was two time yeah light heavyweight champion and uh, and uh, held the title longer than anyone else both times so that's pretty cool they obviously invested yeah. in him to be a um like the the head of that division so and yeah, they didn't man. they didn't bring the cruiserweight championship didn't come into fruition until 1996 so it was quite a while afterwards and again and again look at and look at the time 12 minutes and 45 seconds like they gave they gave them time you can see they gave these people match they gave these guys time yeah. for those matches that mat- like the dis- the disparate <laughs> the discrepancy between the new guys the younger talent and their five you know one minute, one minute matches to five minute matches. Yeah, and and these guys, I mean, you know, yeah, um, fantastic. Yeah, like a really, so really, really good. I just really realized I got my shit mixed up earlier. I was calling Van Hammer the Z Man. He wasn't the Z Man. The Z Man. No, no, Z Man is Tom Z is next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, was, I just saw that now. I was. Like, I kind of, oh. I, I, it, it, yeah. Just let it slide. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't notice. I didn't catch it either. Um. Yeah, next up in a minute and once again, one more uh one more squash match. Yeah. We will we finally see You really get squash matches these days, do you? Not too many. Like you get not too many, but I think they're probably more on uh superstars probably, and yeah. the the dark matches, you know. Yeah. Uh yeah, Z Man versus We cer- we certainly don't get them on pay per views no, as much certainly as before. Not. Uh versus the WCW Phantom. Yeah, and I don't know much about the Z-Man Tom Zank. Um, nope, I, nothing. Uh, yeah, um, but what I can tell you is that he was born on November 30th, 1958 in Golden Valley, Minnesota, and he passed away on December 9th, 2017 at age 59. Uh, he was uh, he went to the University of Minnesota, and uh, he was six foot two, weighed 230 pounds, uh, trained by Brad Rengens and Eddie Sharkey. He debuted in February of 1984 and retired on October 1996. Uh, that's Tom Zank for you, thanks to Wikipedia. Support Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Thanks for all that. I appreciate it. I don't know what I would have done without it. 
Um, we do we do we do the easy we do the easy work so you don't so so our yeah you don't even have need to, to go do, look now yeah have to do even less work yeah yeah you um, hey hey man, if anyone wants to go into if anyone wants us to go into a deep dive into, into the z-man tom zank sound off Erdogan in the comments zank. below zank is sound a great off. surname as well zank. i don't you can't comment on you can't comment on spotify but comment in the posts Com that we somewhere, make on social media like, yeah like like instagram at punkstalkwrestling.com or on our personal pages, you can you can tell us what you want us to oh, talk about. Look at that. Hold on a second. <laughs> okay. Tom Zenk. Yeah. Former WW, um, NWA WCW World Television Champion. Okay. He was, he was also the, the NWA United States Tag Team Champion with Brian Pillman. Oh, interesting. And also, he was the um, one-time WCW six-man tag champion with Dustin Rhodes and Big Josh. Oh, there oh, our Big Josh back again. So in that mix, he actually Yeah. He actually He did he, he, he did, did a bunch. Stuff. He did some he stuff. Did, he did some stuff. Yeah. Um, he didn't have a lot long of a career. It was only 12 years. Yeah. But Oh, but he and he was he was part of he was part of the um the Can Am connection with um, who the fuck was he tagging with? With Rick Martel in the in the WWF. So. No shit. Well, there yeah. you go. So he and he was in the opening match of WrestleMania three. The Can Am connection. Yeah, defeating. Don Don that's right. Jeez. Well, there you go. So I did. So I have seen him wrestle yeah. before this I, because I remember the Can Am connection. Yeah. Jeez, I, I certainly, know. I certainly, and I certainly remember the opening bout of WrestleMania three. Look at that. Well, oh, but we do you, know, we, there's something we do know, Tom Zank. After all, we do know Tom Zank. After well, there you go. There's our deep. There's the deep dive. We don't yeah. have to. But anyway, here he is. Here he is jobbing to, to, uh, got to the Phantom Halloween Phantom in a minute and twenty seven seconds to a masked to a masked Halloween Phantom. Yeah. Let now. Again, weird. Because now I get I get this I get the idea of the mystery thing, but but why? There there's never there was never another Halloween Phantom match because they unmasked the Halloween Phantom later that later. Literally in the after night, the next match, yeah. Literally after the next match, so they had a masked guy come out to the Phantom of the Opera style creepy music. Yeah. It might have been Phantom of the Opera. It might be. It might have been in public. Whatever it was, it might be public domain, so they could yeah. actually use it. Um, you know that creepy music that everybody knows. That, that one, um, yeah. Why? Why not have a like? Could have been a. I. I I'm curious why they. Why they went. But it's weird. They made it a mystery, but I don't know why they used I don't know. either I, Tom Zank for this or like. I, I don't know why Tom Zeng was you, but I think it was just the point of like, you know, oh, we've basically got um, Rick Rude from WWF. But why even have a match for it? Why? I guess, I guess, see again, I guess this is part of the buildup that we didn't see. What was the buildup to this? Um, whoa, well, well, we'll find out. I guess part of it we'll find out later because we did. We did see, we, we did see Polly Dangerously yeah. come out when with the unmasking. Exactly. So, so again, while I was watching it, I didn't know what the point of any of this was. Obviously, before I watched it, I, I 
clicked on it and looked and knew who the Halloween Phantom was. Yeah. Uh, but also watching it on TV, if you knew who he was, at a certain point when you see it on TV and the and they and the and uh, Jim Ross definitively gives it away, who it is, it's pretty easy to tell. Um, yeah, by well, the, the mustache. The, well, not only that, but at the end of the match, Tony Tony by Shibori, the finishing move. Yeah, he goes. That was the rude awakening, and Jim Ross. There's goes, only one. There's all, I've only seen. You know. Yeah. I yeah, only see like, a handful. Well, you just I've, gave it away. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks. Well, because that's something for the TV. Because I guess they're giving. You know, again, they're they're giving it. They're they're giving you a hint. There was no internet, so how do you how do you get people riled up? Yeah, yeah. To continue watching the show that they're already watching. Yeah. But like, I guess that's part of it. Like, you don't know. There's no internet to tell you who these people who they might and might not be. There's no one. There's no internet to tell you that there's contracts are over yeah. or this or that or whatever. Um, so it's interesting, but it's interesting to see how they portray in this environment. And it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick show of everything's creepy gimmick. So if it, if they, they use, I guess, I guess the, I'm working myself into the shoot here (laughs) is that, uh, or I'm shooting myself into the work, one or the other, uh, they're, they use the, they had to use a creepy thing because it's Halloween. They yeah. wanted to debut him. They wanted to progress the storyline, which we'll get to. Uh, and they just gave him a gave him. I guess gave gave a, a reason for people to wait. That masked guy that just beat the Z Man in ninety seconds did a move by a wrestler that I know. Yeah. And that's what he did in a minute and twenty seven seconds. He beat Tom Zank with a move by a wrestler that people know. They would know by the name The Rude Awakening. And Just like yeah. Jim Ross said. <laughs> I think we talked more about this match. We talked more about this match than the length of the match, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, we'll, come, um, we'll come back to the Phantom in a second. Up but, next, yeah, because, first, because up next we got a great tag team match yeah, by really two it. great freaking tag teams. Yeah. Now, the Patriots, Todd Champion and Firebreaker Chip, I was way less familiar, did not, was not familiar with at all, nor no. did I know that there was a television tag team championship, which they were. So this was a champion versus champion match, which, which I love always. But, but only for the world tag team championships. Right? It was only, only the world tag team championship was on the line. Yeah. I'm, I am disappointed that, that the Wikipedia th- uh, page doesn't specifically say that, that the Patriots were WCW TV tag champions in this. No, they, they weren't they the NWA World Tag Team Champions, or the United the United States World Tag Team Champions. The United. They That's were the what they w- were. They were the WCW United States Tag Team Champions. They were champions. the WCW United States. Yeah. Tag and Team Champions. What did the, I say? Did I say something wrong? You I've, said. Something else. What, I can't remember what you said. So, well, someone else can tell me what I said wrong. But the, uh, but the, and yeah, and the enforcers were the WCW World Tag Team yes. Champions. Arn Anderson, yeah, Arn Anderson and Zabisco. But what I believe is that possibly the, hmm, hold on, yeah, I think that possibly that the United States World Tag Team Championships were f- left over from the NWA. I believe, and maybe possibly, that, yeah. Don't hold me to that. Um, but I won't. yeah, good. Um, somebody else might. Somebody else might. 
and it's going to happen. In fact, I'm right. I just looked. So screw you. <laughs> um, so well, I presume at some point they got phased out or unified with um, with Probably. the WCW Tag Team Championships. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, this was a really good match. Like, I mean, freaking the enforcers so, are absolute badasses. So, yeah. What else do you want, really? Um, the one thing I might note, one of the things that I did note during this, other than once again, I, I mean, of course, this is a solid match. It's it's Arn Anderson and Larry Zbysko. They're they're phenomenal yeah. performers. Like those are guys. Like again, those are guys that even though I don't know their catalogs and all of their history, yeah. like I know who those guys were, and I know they're badass and they're great. Like you know, they were stars. Yeah, and they acted like they looked like stars. They acted like stars. You know, Arn Anderson, you know, Anderson doing the spine buster at the end, like, you know, his whole point at the camera thing. Like he was doing, he's, that, and that's one of those things that gets you is some of those guys were doing some of that stuff that was above and beyond, you know, they were looking right at the camera yeah. when the, and, and saying stuff like, like they were doing these little things that, I mean, you know, now most, most, most wrestlers kind of, it's just part of, and they take for granted of like, make sure you know where the camera is. And when you hit your thing, like do the thing you know yeah they get it they were they just more aware they was way much way more aware of the things happening around them that weren't them wrestling their opponent yeah yeah exactly you know and that's a, and that is entertaining to me yeah and they entertained me greatly <laughs> i will watch i will watch arn anderson do spine busters all day oh he's the, yeah. probably the best spine buster of one we should best, do. Best we'll do a top time. ten, top ten Arn Anderson spine busters that we can find. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just. What we're gonna do is we're gonna, we're gonna search on Google and we'll say top ten sp- Arn Anderson spine busters. We'll let somebody else have already done it, and then we'll just watch those matches. Yeah. And watch those clips, and we'll say these are the top ten Arn Anderson spine busters by whatever guy we saw first in the search results. <laughs> There you go. Actually, let's do it right now. Let's see if it. Let's see what. Let's see if I can find it. <laughs> Top ten, Arn Anderson, chilling freaking audio com- audio commentary here. I can't believe we're searching this of all things. Yeah. On oh, yeah. Oh well, here we go. In honor of Arn Anderson's on in honor of Arn Anderson's birthday, here's the best spine busters. Ever before. Oh, but maybe they're... Are they his? Oh, that one on Shawn Michaels was great. Oh, shit. I survived. I've got I've got a, a Spinebuster compilation from 1988 to 2002. That's a, All right. Well, you know what? That's a good compilation. Just go... Though. Yeah. Just go and search. Just go and search yourself. We won't tell you. We won't tell you at all. Just go search top... Top spine 10 buster Arn Anderson. And just That's watch Arn sure. Anderson Spinebusters all day. Yeah. Just do it. It's just so satisfying. It really is. It's, it's like, just, it's, it's you, you really don't think, yeah. It's really good. Uh, it it's, it's makes you feel good. It does make you feel good. It makes you, it makes you feel good that you are not getting a Spinebuster from. Yeah, just satisfying just, to watch. Me and Chris are just watching Arn Anderson yeah, Spinebusters we're, we're, right now. Thousands of miles away from each other, but just yeah. sitting here enjoying Spinebusters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, enjoy Spine. You know, there, that's there's a new pop. Enjoy Spinebusters. Yeah, we yeah. Should make some stickers. <laughs> enjoy uh, Spinebusters. I like that. 
Um, we'll just make that. <laughs> there we, we'll, we'll put it on the stories. We'll put it on the stories. We'll link to. That's how it. We'll link to we'll the do. link of the Spinebusters in our stories, and we'll just say. Enjoy Spinebusters. Enjoy Spinebusters. Yeah. Yeah. Especially on Anderson ones. Yeah. Anyway, right, anyway. In, case we in case we didn't say it, they beat the Patriots they to did. retain the WCW World Tag Team Championship in nine minutes and 51 seconds. That's right. Boom, boom, boom. Next, we had the Phantom Reveal. Now we have, we have, we have, uh, yeah, we have Polly Dangerously, Dangerously storming the ramp. I, I call it, yeah, basically storming the ramp. Yeah. I love the Why fact. they didn't do this in the ring, I don't know. Why they did it on the ramp and not in the ring. Unsure. Yeah, unsure. They could have, but they did, and that's weird to me. But okay, uh, maybe they were do Maybe they were. Maybe they were setting some other stuff up around ring that they didn't. Here's want to the thing. Camera. I don't have know. Have you ever noticed that during the eighties and early nineties, Paul Heyman had the really large phone? Oh yeah. During his era well, yeah. in ECW, he had like the flip phone, and then mm -hmm. during the modern day, he still has an iPhone. He's still he still has his fucking iPhone. He's still using. He's still using the iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And using it for totally different purposes. Totally yeah. different purposes and totally different gimmicks. Yeah. With with eloquent effect yeah like that is such i mean for 40 years it's just insane isn't he's it? been holding a cellular phone he's been he's been on the phone paulie paul he's never not been on the phone yeah it's true and it's just crazy to think that it's like this is 1991 like he and before is. that, he always had a camera. I mean, literally, he was a yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. He was a cameraman. He started by t by by basically sneaking into the arenas and but, as a, pretending to be a photographer. I don't think there's and ever take, and being a photographer. I don't think there's ever been a time that he's just not been amazing. He's no, just, even in this segment, he on, on the mic there, he was just so good. And he's never been an actual wrestler. No. He's never. I don't. He may have been. Can, he may have been a in in some sort of storyline angle gotten himself as a partner of a tag team match I oh it's definitely no we saw last week that he was um he tagged with Ryback against CM Punk in a Hell in a Cell match we didn't see that last week yeah we did we were talking about Hell in a Cell matches last week oh we were talking about it but we didn't see that oh we didn't see it but as we, we didn't as watch we, it as I saw and I forgot and I forgot I you mentioned it yeah I mentioned it I forgot you mentioned it but uh, yeah, he he's been in matches in weird ways. But yeah, he's yeah. he's um he's just I mean even in this like he he's just so good at what he does. Yeah, and uh, so, I did, yeah, I did classic, read, I did classic Heyman. Yeah, that basically they started the Dangerous Alliance in WCW because they felt like the WCW needed a revamp of its, of its heels because they didn't feel like they had any good heels at the time. Well, and all, yeah, and also separating themselves again from the NWA having, but this was the start of the Dangerous Alliance unveiling yeah, exactly. the unveiling the that Rick Rude. Uh, it was in fact Rick Rude. If you couldn't tell from the mustache sticking out between his <laughs> his. Uh, Phantom of the Opera luchador mask or yeah. the fact that he used the Rude Awakening as his finisher uh, or the fact that Jim Ross said it was Literally the Rude Awakening and there's only one person. But it was Ravishing Rick Rude and the chorus of booze is so good. Yep. Because, uh, you know, Ravishing Rick Rude was one of my favorite heels. You know, it was, was just... Great. He so was good. just so... 
it was just it, it he was just so good at being such a bad guy too like you know it's it he was so good at at, be, at who he was he knew yeah. exactly he knew exactly who ravishing rick rude was and he made everybody believe it you know it was amazing amazing yeah 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 rick rude rick rude was just it, it more incredible that it, like you didn't realize it, but he should have been the champion. Look at this. He started the Dangerous Alliance. He started, he essentially started DX as well. Uh, let's not, uh, let's not, it was, Rick Rude was, uh, was defi is definitively credited for putting together, uh, oh, yeah, be yeah. being a, being a part, I mean, he's a founding member, but, but definitively being like, it was part of his idea, you know? Yeah, it was, he's a big part of it for sure. Yeah. yeah. He was a part of making it happen. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that's and that kind of got overlooked. Like it's one of the I I forgot about that. You forget about the the original DX era was Rick Rude, Shawn Michaels, and China. Yeah. You know, like the very first before Triple H even got involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there was Rick Rude, Shawn Michaels, and China, the three of them for like a week, and then I think they got a week or two where they got Triple H pretty quickly afterwards. It's mad, isn't it? You, yeah, you do forget about this kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Because they spent so much time with, even I mean, even 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 uh, even DX with Shawn Michael. Like you forget that there's there was a lot of time where it was Triple A where Shawn Michaels wasn't even in DX. Yeah, yeah, but um, when it was just uh, New Age Outlaws and X Pac and yeah, China and as Triple well. H yeah. and, and Triple yeah. H. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think there was ever. I don't think there was ever an active. Now I don't know this for sure, but I don't think there was ever an active, true, run of DX where they were where they were active in the WWF where it was all of them. There was never all there. There certainly was never all six of them. There was never. It was never Shawn Michaels, because Rude Rude left. I mean, and then he left WWF again for WCW. Yeah, but. Again, which again, which of course I didn't know that he was in WCW before he was in WWF. Yeah. Either, um, there was there. So the core of it at the the core of it was Shawn Michaels, Triple H, China. Then there was the New Age Outlaws and X Pac. That's six members. Put yeah. Rick Rude in. Pick put Rick Rude as as seven, but he's never been there for. He's never been there past the initial. The initial one, yeah, but there's yeah. never been there's never been all six of them together. Even there's been the, there's been obviously China passed away, so she was not in any of the like recent like you know anniversary stuff. They've had no. all five of them, but even recently they haven't even had Billy Gunn because Billy Gunn, he's exactly yeah because he's like the last the last DX reunion that they put together was Triple X, Shawn Michaels, X Pac, and Road Dog. Yeah, exactly. The last I time think they, were, all, they were together, I think DX, the Hall of Fame. DX has had DX has had as many as many lineup changes as Riverside Odds has band member <laughs> changes at this point. Yeah, pretty much. They've had as many iterations. Yeah. Man, um, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> we're talking. We're still. We it's haven't even gotten to the, main the event. Halloween fan. Right. Yeah. Here's the main event. Yeah. So the main event was Ron Simmons versus Lex. Well, Ron Simmons with Dusty Rhodes against yeah. um, Lex Luger with Harley Race in a two out of three falls match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. With again, with no line, with no, um, 
with no lead-in, with no lead-in of the storyline. I don't know how we got here. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why Harley races with Lex Luger, and and Dusty's with Ron. They did mention briefly on the intro that like he's with his mentor, or like they said, well, like in the announcements, they they I think they said something like Lex Luger, Lex Luger with accompanied to the ring with his mentor Harley Race. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then whoever the other, and who was the other guy that was with him? D.L. Hughes, I think, was... Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, For whatever reason... I can't remember his freaking name. But yeah, but then he just got sent to the back, like, immediately. He was just with so. him. Like, I think he was He was just hanging with Lex Luger. He might have been, like, Lex Luger's... Like, heavy like, or something. He- heavy, like. heavy yeah. guy, yeah. Um, uh, Mr. Hughes, that's his name. Mr. Hughes, yeah. Yeah. He was just Luger's bodyguard, bouncer. Yeah, yeah. Protection. But this is, um, um, yeah, really, really good match. I mean, it was, again, two guys that got it, two guys, like, this definitely was, two of the biggest guys, on the, like, by size. Like, they've just 18, jacked. Yeah. Both of um, these guys. But also, see, again, I was unfamiliar with Ron Simmons before he came into WWF as, as uh, ooh, as the thing that he came into the WWF as with that blue... With that baby blue helmet and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus, um, yeah. Again, once again, uh, anybody listening to this podcast that likes other podcasts, go and watch the the Bruce Pritchard, uh, listen to the Bruce Pritchard podcast on Ron Simmons, where they talk about that whole story yeah. of bringing him on board. Holy crap, what a what a fantastic story. And, and apparently he was all into it. Like, he was 100% on board with it. It wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't like, because I remember hearing later on when you started hearing about stuff of like, oh, yeah, that crappy gimmick that they gave him before. And like, I didn't know how I had no idea the legacy of the wrestling legacy and the things that he Ron Simmons had done uh, in other promotions for WWE. Again, they just didn't know this shit. So getting to see him in a match like this was, you know, I guess in kind of in his prime, right? This was oh, this yeah. was his. I- it definitely say so, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's, I, I mean, he's in a championship match. He's in a title match. Yeah, but he, he hasn't. Did, he he did win the world championship at one point. Yeah, and I think he was he did he become the first African American champion was the, of that? The first ever like um, ever. Black, yeah, African American world champion. Yeah, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, what a story the match was. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. They had they actually had the lead up. They had a they had a video package of him training and going back to his alma mater. Uh, what was it, Minnesota State? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, I think it was uh, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Um, whatever it was was what it was. Uh, and uh, and that was cool to see because you didn't have it. Nobody else got those packages. Um, no. So you could tell they were really pushing him, they're, they're really pushing this story. Yeah. They were invested in him. And was, uh, this was before he won his first championship. I, uh, obviously, he's still on the hunt. Let's just make sure that's accurate. Uh, you know what? It's, whether it's accurate or not, that's what I just said. So we're going to keep going. Um, and it could, be, it could be redacted or changed later um, <laughs> if I'm wrong. I'm assuming it is. I'm assuming he, it, it's, this is before he had won his first title because um, of the way they were treating his, his rise and battle for it. Um, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. But given, given him, you know, giving him the first fall was a huge pop for everybody, obviously. Yeah. Like, the ring psychology, I, I, I was watching it. It was very interesting to see. And, like, Lex, Lex Luger being kind of like the chicken shit heel for a li- little bit while he's, like, cowering in the ropes. They really, they really put him over. They really put Ron over 
as like giving like Lex Luger was struggling that entire match. You know, Ron got him out of the gate and then that's what it was. But see, here we go. This this is this is where this DQ, the second fall was a DQ because and this is a, and this is a questionable call by the ref because this was Lex Luger doing a crossbody into into Ron Simmons. Yeah. Who was against the ropes and he basically fell over him over the ropes and the ref claims that and the ref claims Ron Simmons caught him and tossed him over the ropes intentionally. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. gave him a disqualification. So so interesting. So isn't it interesting how I, I gotta give him credit whether they did this intentionally. If they did it intentionally, I'll give him I'll give him credit. But I'm probably guessing they didn't do it intentionally and because it's just a rule. They kind they mentioned the over the top thing in the title match with uh with uh the the um Dustin Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes and Steve Austin. Oh right, yeah, exactly, yeah. They re- they referenced the over the top thing and the disqualification, and there it is later in the night. So what they're saying basically is if is if if this is if uh, Harley Race hadn't have grabbed onto to Simmons, yeah, both, which they, if, if they had both gone over the top rope, no one would have got disqualified. Right, but but Harley Race grabbed the tights of Ron Simmons to keep him on the ground. Yeah, this was this was a strategic move to try to get him disqualified, which I thought was very smart. Like, of course, the heels using the rules yeah. to to win. But the ref didn't. But again, where was the referee camera at? Didn't they? Didn't you know he he didn't see Harley Race pulling the tights of him? So what? So what good was it? Yeah. Um, but it still would have. It's still sketchy and still questionable because even though, even though Ron didn't go over, how you said it was an offensive move that, this is where I would be real questionable and uh, like it was an offensive move that Lex Luger did. Yeah. So it can't be. It's it's just like when, when you want to if you're gonna throw someone in like if uh, it's if it's an offensive move that you're doing it's it's on Lex Luger the fact that he went over was Lex's fault not Ron's fault yeah if if Ron didn't even try to catch him and just ducked yeah that's yeah. the thing if if Ron Simmons would have ducked he would Lex Luger would have just thrown himself over the top rope yeah exactly so that's a so that's a real shady ref call. Which I which is great for the storyline. Yeah, yeah. That would have made that would have made my grandfather so mad. <laughs> my watching watching wrestling with my grandpa was like, he would get so mad at the at refs not seeing shit. He yeah. always he always used to say, I know this is completely side, but he he always said that there should have been two refs. One at, there should be a ref outside the ring yeah. to catch all the bad guys doing all the bad stuff. And to see all this stuff but that this other the heels always, wouldn't be heels. So. The heels yeah. couldn't be. Yeah, they would make it much more difficult for them. Exactly. But they have done those. I mean, but there have been times where they've done weird stipulations with other refer- additional referees. Oh, they have. There have been yeah, matches. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll have. get to those matches someday in a future podcast when I'm we sure. when a dice roll lands us on a pay per view that that shows up. Yeah. But right yeah. now we're still in. But we're still in this two out of three falls match. We get the weird rule. Yeah. Now we're back to now we're back to next piece. fall for the win. Yeah. And Which was how did the match? Oh, ma- the match ended with a weird power driver 
but it was they yeah. tried to play it off that it was like on his shoulder that he injured earlier in the night from the ring post so yeah was cool. so it was almost a, and and so it it, it kind of gave you the dusty finish a little bit too yeah, even yeah, yeah. with the, even with the clean win it was kind of a sloppy clean win and i did just like, look he he won the wcw title uh in august of the next year there it is yeah, so, so I was right. A little while later, he did that. I was right as as I always am, except always. when I'm not, exactly. and I still am until until someone says otherwise, and then I just ignore him <laughs> <laughs> if I want to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, always right. You've never always been always right. Always right, except when I'm not right, and then I still am. Yeah, exactly. I might not be always right, but I'm never wrong. <laughs> Let's put it that. Let's let's go with that one. I'll go with that one. I like right, that that's one. a good one. I think you should. That's stick a little with that good one. one. I'll stick with that one. Yeah. Um, Not always was, right, but never wrong. And that was and that's and that's Halloween. Habit and that's pretty much it because we yeah, had the, the the match ended and, and like there wasn't a whole lot of there wasn't a whole lot of after aftermath. No, you just little, had Jr. and Shivani kind of recapping the night and then that kind was of recap it. it. And they promote and they promote uh, what, the next uh, the next pay per view. Yeah, yeah Starcade. Yeah. Um, but holy shit, yeah, man. It was a great, like, looking back at it for what it was. A for lot of great was, matches, yeah. a lot of a lot of what the fucks. A lot of getting to see some guys that you never, you know, really thought about yeah. in a while. Um, and our first uh, our first non-WWE, you know, non-WWE, although we mentioned all the, these guys who were in WWE. Yeah. Who, for who, um, how many of these guys, I wonder how many of these guys were never in WWE at any time. We yeah, know that's a good Sting. question. I know that it's, I feel like a lot of them, and most of them were, to be honest with you. But it was was a let's just check. Was Abdullah the Butcher ever in W? I don't know that Abdullah the Butcher has ever been in WWE. I don't think he has, if I'm honest. Um, I I don't believe. Yeah, I don't believe he ever was. Uh, World Wrestling Council, World WWE. Oh no, just the Hall of Fame. Just the Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, Abdullah the Butcher has never has never appeared in a WWE ring. That doesn't surprise me though, in a way. No, because he was because also, yeah, he was he was a different kind of character for sure. Yeah. Um well we know what Big Josh did. PN News, um, I believe, wrestled for WWF. Maybe at a point. Nope. Nope. He didn't. So uh, and I don't think Creature 1 or Creature 2 did. Hard to tell. <laughs> well, anyway, but we don't need to go through all these guys. That's on. That's really unimportant. <laughs> what, what's important is that this was a really entertaining uh, pay-per-view overall and perfect for this season. I'm glad, and I'm glad, we get, I'm glad we have to squeeze this in before Halloween so we, could act, we might be able to actually release this yeah. um, Halloween, Halloween day. We're going to shoot for it. Um, cause we're, we're, as we're recording, this is Monday the 30th as we're recording it. So we haven't, we also haven't watched, um, I haven't watched the night one of Halloween Havoc. No, no I think I'm kind of waiting for night two so I can just watch both. And, both I, I, I might watch it. I might watch, well, I can't watch Halloween Havoc live tomorrow anyway, because I never can watch WWE live, uh, cause of my Hulu. I have, I have the, 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 the cheap ass Hulu uh, edition where I get the 90 minute cut yeah. a day later, um, which is interesting because then I just go to what culture wrestling afterwards and li- listen to Simon Miller's recap of anything that I missed from my cut. <laughs> shout out, shout out to what culture wrestling and Simon Miller. 
Uh, what's next? Shit. Next um, week we've got um, Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel's this Sunday coming. Yeah, this Crown Saturday Jewel, coming. Yeah. Oh yeah, Crown Jewel is this Saturday. Um, I potentially can watch that live. I do not have a. We do not have a show. What that, time? Riverside, what time? Riverside Odds is not playing. What time it's, is that? It's also you? in the afternoon. Remember, this is it's for me. It's one p.m. Dude, we could do a live. We could do a live watch along if you want. Saturday. What time is that? Saturday though? four. It's four. It's one p.m. for me. So that's gonna with the new time change. That's five p.m. for you. I am not home. Well, okay. Fuck me. All right. Well, then, then you can't. Then we won't be doing a live watch along. I'm going. But, I'm going to. Um, it's bon, proper British thing, but it's bonfire night. Do you know that? Do you know what bonfire night is? Um, no, but I imagine. Uh, but I can imagine that you stand around a large bonfire for the night. Um, it's true. So basically, it's the we have this thing every year where we do bonfire night and we have like fireworks displays. Is and it a British? Is it a British thing, or is it just thing you and your mates do? No, it's. <laughs> it's a British thing. It's a British thing. Yes. Okay. And it's uh, not like, and it's not specifically like Festivus or like, it's not part of the pagan. Like, is it a thing that British do because it's got some, cause my, it's, it's I, basically, I, it's called Guy Fawkes night. So, okay. um, it's basically Guy, uh, Guy Fawkes night. Yeah. G guys at G U Y and F A W K E S. Um, okay, not forks, it's, not like the, no, not the eating It's kind of weird. We're actually celebrating a guy who tried to blow up the parliament. <laughs> okay, hey man. Um, but it's like, That's... but it's like a proper celebrated thing. Like, I don't mean like it's like. Why did he try to blow it up? Uh, I'm not sure. It's uh, involving... like intentionally or accidentally. Its history begins with the events of the 5th of November 1605 when Guy Fawkes, a member of the gunpowder plot, was arrested while guarding explosives from the plotters and placed beneath the House of Lords. Uh, the, the Catholics, the Catholic uh, plotters had intended to assassinate Protestant, Protestant King James I and his parliament. Um, celebrating that the king had survived that so we're basically celebrating the king survived but we're ah uh, celebrating yeah. the fact that celebrating the fact that that it didn't it was, happen that it didn't happen celebrating that the king survived people lit okay. bonfires around london months later the observance of 5th of, 5th of november act mandated an annual public day of thanksgiving for the plot's failure so that's what we're actually celebrating. Interesting. But, but the day but has been named after the guy uh, that tried to do it after the guy that tried to do it which is which is quite interesting. Yeah, that's kind of you know? a weird. That's that a they weird did, that one. You, that you didn't that they didn't just make up a name like like save the king day or some shit. Like, like yeah, yeah, or 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 the you know or whatever word you want to use for stopping a potential person from blowing up yeah. a building. Uh, whatever it was. Well, there you go. So yeah, so, so that's you're what I, that's so what you're I'm legally. Doing. You're going, legally required? I'm uh, not legally required, but I haven't gone to oh. see a fireworks display. <laughs> legally right. You just think the king's going to assassinate me well, if I don't No, I mean no, fireworks. I mean like it's like it's a, like is it like a it, it's considered a public holiday, but it's also a weekend, so it's not like a bank holiday. No, it's not a bank holiday. So Why don't just, they give you the they should give you the day off from It always falls on a Saturday or a Sunday, so. Why don't well, you know what? That's Actually, that's no, kind of shit, man. No, that is bullshit because it, You should you should petition 
petition to change it to Friday to give give you guys a three-day weekend to celebrate the fact that the king wasn't assassinated by blowing up parliament more. Like, jeez, come on, king. But yeah, Wait, do you have a king? You still have a king right now? Or is yeah, it, is we got it, a king. We got a king now. We got a king right. You got yeah. a king right now. Yeah, we got a king right, right. now. Yeah. It's hard to, it's right now. It's hard to, hard to keep track sometimes. Yeah, hard to keep track. We had a queen. When you don't pay, when you, when you don't pay attention, we had a queen and, and it doesn't affect you in any way whatsoever. Not keep up. Yeah, why would I? It hasn't. It hasn't changed. That's true. It hasn't changed in quite a long time. Yeah, she's the longest monarch of all time. So she's the longest. She's like the Roman. Wait, reigns for real? Of, yeah, she's like the the longest reign. She's like the Roman reigns of of the royal family. For I mean, but of all time, like like oh, historical. Then, she, then, then she's the Bruno San Martino of the royal family. She's the Bruno. Yeah, she'd be the Bruno San Martino. Yeah. But is is she the longest? Is she the longest recording? I th- as far well, as I know, she's the longest ruling like monarch but, of all time. Yeah, but that's also because like no one tried to kill her. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> I guess they did. Well, that, that well was, no, no, but that wasn't the queen. They didn't try to kill the queen. No, that, they was tried like, to... that was in like sixteen hundred something. Oh, that was also hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Never. No, but that's so. So that's the thing. Like, I mean, Queen Elizabeth was relatively considered like pretty cool by everybody right like yeah she was okay. nobody hated her to the point that they wanted to get rid of her also no 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 i mean i'm sure there might have been there might have been plot strike during world war ii and stuff oh no yeah she, no, during no, world, that. But, she wasn't even she was alive but she wasn't the queen she wasn't, she wasn't the queen even a queen then, then. yeah she wasn't the queen. uh but but here's the thing but you were also like she wasn't the queen the royal family wasn't ruling all of england during during this reign either like all well, of the other kids. She is and she isn't. It's it's complicated, man. You don't get it. You don't have a royal family. You'll never yeah, understand. I know. We don't. Uh, yeah. I can't I can't can't say can't say whether I wish we did or not. Yeah. I don't know. Not I also, into, this I, gets you deep into that one. No, but, uh, but I no. Yeah. But um but we do. We have that. Yeah. That's a thing we have. We do. You do, yeah. and it's a thing. And it's different than our thing. Um yeah. you, hey man, I mean, you get you get a you get to have fucking Elmo and a dude in a fucking like weird black knight armor suit get up on stage with the dude that actually won. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'll... you got. Well, I mean, granted, we do we do have a dude with a rubber boot on his head that that shows up every election, and I mean, he gets airtime. Yeah, he certainly does get airtime every four years. Um, but he doesn't actually get. But he doesn't actually get onto like the national stage where he gets to like talk with everybody else and i do think that's really fucking cool yeah but that's also the prime minister you can't like vote into being a queen or no. vote yourself in vote you can't vote yourself into the royal family no you can't you can marry yourself in you can, though, ma- you can get married to the royal family yeah <laughs> moving on yeah moving on what the fuck are we, well, that, what that the fuck are we not talking about that was the worst tangent I think where did we even on. stop we stopped we ended the paper we ended the paper we were talking about next paper oh we were talking about crown jewel crown jewel that's where we were at um yeah can't do like crown jewels this weekend I'm can't be watch it live watching some fireworks you're gonna be watching in, some fire- uh, you battersea park okay. right battersea can you say uh, wait, battersea wait. for me what time is that what time does that actually go down uh what time does that actually well we're getting there for like the fireworks displays at like 8 p.m. and we're getting there for like. Oh, five, you're doing you're years. doing other things earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're making a day of it. Yeah, get some food. As they say, you know, yeah, making a day of it. Like that's that's a that's a that's a phrase you. That's it is. A phrase, yeah. We are. That's a turn a, of a phrase that you do. You, yeah. I've heard. I think I've heard you say that phrase. Yeah, make, make a, day a day of it. it. Make a day of it. 
I've heard somebody say that phrase. So anyway, either way, next week anyway, next week's podcast is gonna be our review our Crown Jewel twenty twenty three review. Yeah. yeah. That was where we were getting at was what's coming up next week. And then next week we'll decide what we're doing the week after that. And then next week we'll decide what we're doing. Yeah. We've got so many things. We still got we still got a potential. We may do a Halloween Havoc uh, review. We may not if we've got time. Yeah, we'll figure that one out. Uh, we'll figure that out depending on if we really want to talk about two nights of Halloween Havoc and record it and upload it. Yeah. Um, but for now, uh, I think you can follow us on Punk's Talk Wrestling at Punk's Talk Wrestling. Yes, you can. On Instagram. You can, and everywhere you can, else. Uh, you can get us uh, on our Patreon, Punk's Talk Wrestling, where our unedited uh, versions of our podcast will be up. Mm-hmm. Um, you get some of the stuff. Probably probably the last 20 minutes might might be... Uh, might be po- in there, might yeah. Be, yeah Depen- that depends might... what you decide is content or not. Yeah, depending on what I think is the best content for the edited version. Uh, but, you know, Patreons always get a little bit extra stuff. Yeah. Uh, you get a little bit extra... You get a little bit of extra seasoning, a little bit of extra... Uh, oregano. Call it, a little bit... Um, no, not the oregano. The card... Uh, oh, the, uh, coriander. Coriander, yeah. A little yeah, extra yeah. coriander. Yeah. Yeah, the coriander. Yeah, Patreon. Get get the Patreon for the coriander of, of this podcast. Oh man, when that's we the have, uh, when we cori- have... coriander. Shit. is the official is the official spice of Punk's Talk Wrestling. When podcast. we have if when we have tears on our on our Patreon, we'll get uh, the coriander tier. That's right, and then we yeah, can have, then we can have the oregano tier and everything. Yeah, like yeah, the oregano tier. Yeah, the oregano yeah. tier. The coriander tier. Yeah. yeah. Um, but right now we only have one tier. It's two dollar. It's a two dollar tier. Um, and you get and you get some stuff. And anybody that gets the two dollar tier gets to tell us what they want, and they will do it. I mean, what they want us to talk about on the podcast, not like, yeah, not hey man, come mow the, come mow my lawn. I'm like, no. <laughs> although, if you've got one of those, although, ones although if you've got you, enough, although we will, if you want to pay if me, if you got like, one of those ones that you can sit in as a British guy, I've never done that before, so I'll happily mow your lawn. That's true. You would, you would pleasantly mow. And you know what's great is you're going to be over here in April. Yeah, it, it will be time. Prime more. It will be prime. Uh, there will be it's 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 early. Yeah, winter so I, will be over. Um, the first the first mo usually comes around that time. Oh man, you know I'm so you might, excited. You, you might be in you might be in for a treat, my friend. I can Come finally WrestleMania. ride the mower of lawns. Yeah. We're gonna get, I'm gonna get you your. I'm gonna get you your own lawn mowing riding, not only lawn mower riding championship title for the for that. <laughs> you're in your inaugural lawn mower riding champion. I can't wait. Just like just like Brian Pillman's inaugural. It'll only last for eleven months though. For eleven only, months. Yeah. It'll only last for that year. Yeah, that one year. You take it back to England with you. <laughs> they'll be like, "What's that even mean?" It's like you gotta go. You gotta go to America. Mow R.W. Hellborn's lawn and do a better job than me, and then you'll be the champion. And that's oh it. God. I can't wait. I can't wait, too. Also, it just turned midnight over here in the UK, so happy Halloween. Oh, happy Halloween! Bow, bow, bow. Yeah, happy Halloween, go. podcast listeners. Hey, for real. Happy you Halloween, everybody. Yeah, really. This was you Halloween still got, You've still got four hours to go to your own Halloween. Yeah. Did we uh, did we do everything we were supposed to do? I think everything. Um, I, I totally think so. All right, let me just run by real quick. We took what we said. What's going to happen next week? We plugged yes, the we Instagram. Did. We plugged yes, the Patreon. Yes, yep. We did. yep, that's everything. That's everything. All right, I think that means we're done. That's that's it. <laughs>